Hello, you're listening to a Talk of Spirit anime cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is time, Chris. It is time. I know we're still trying to wrap up the season, but it's time to look at the new season while you're still trying to finish what's currently airing. Though, there is a show that's ending literally this weekend, so I'm a little surprised by that. Danger to my heart looks like it's one of the first ones to end. I'm like, oh wait, there's only one more episode? How can that be? Like, how is this ending so early? But yes, it's it's the sign that things are wrapping up for the spring and we're looking at the summer. So the usual time for us to scour through the summer 2023 anime season and find out what's up to come. That is was a little bit backwards. A, is this an... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm distracted by the daggum PD. So how's it going, Chris? It's going good. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a minute. Chill. Uh, but yes, as per usual, we'll go through all the upcoming shows, all the new ones first. We'll talk about each of the show, the title, the Japanese title, the synopsis, uh, the studio working on it, who might be special behind the scenes that's working on the project, and then, uh, yeah, and we'll talk about what our thoughts on this trailer, if there's anything to talk about, but, yeah, are you ready? Yes, I want to talk about this. You're, you're, you're ready, okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's, uh, and of course, the fine print, everything's subject to change, stuff can get delayed, hopefully St. Cecilia doesn't get delayed again. But things can get delayed, especially Anaplex shows. So be aware of that. Some stuff, some new stuff can be pushed up. But we're getting to that point where things don't usually uh, move around at this point. So everything should be pretty much what's airing. So without further ado, let's let's jump into it. Let's start things off with ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Or ZOM 100, Zombie ni Naru Made ni Shitai 100 no Koto. And this one, Surviving a Zombie Apocalypse Beats Being a uh, Wage Slave Any Day. After spending years slaving away for a soul-crushing soul crushing company, Akira's life has uh, lost its luster. He lives in a trash-filled apartment. That's your own fault. His pay is abysmal, and he can't even muster up the nerve to confess to this beautiful co-worker. But when a zombie apocalypse ravages his town, it, ge- it gives him the push he needs to live for himself. I mean, what else are you going to do? Uh, now Akira is on a mission to complete all 100 items on his bucket list before he, well kicks the bucket (laughs) studio is bug films which literally has done nothing main production they've done a lot of like in-betweens and stuff so it's a very new studio the source is a manga the genres are action comedy horror supernatural suspense director is kazuki uh, kawagoe who did komi-san can't communicate series composition by hiroshi seko who's done vinland saga jujutsu kaisen and attack on titan and the creator of the original source material is uh, Haro Aso, who, of course, worked on Alice in Borderlands. So, very, very strong team behind it, which is sort of evident in the PV, you think? What, what, what's your thoughts on the PV that you've been staring at since I started the podcast? I I, I was g- watching it, and I'm like, okay, this is, what is this, a dark romance working in a black company, what it, whatever you want to call it, and then all of a sudden it... It started going into this uh, the the zombie apocalypse after he flops over in his his office. I'm like, okay, is this an isekai? What the heck is going on here? Isekai'd into a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> into a zombie apocalypse, and it looks like he's having a blast. So it, it makes a lot more sense now that uh, I've heard the synopsis. It because everything in it is is kind of working in the in the the respect of what he was talking about of this you know guy who's stuck in a. Um, in a black company and then suddenly he gets out and uh because of the zombie apocalypse that makes sense um so yeah i i i, I love the concept i love the idea this show actually looks really good 
I'm not sure about the uh, the rainbow uh, blood though. I'm uh, I'm a little unsure about that. But maybe that's it's just technically for the... a thing that Japan does do. It kind of it, it could be a stylistic choice by the manga, and I'll get me wrong. But I mean, even for that case, there there is an element of a lot of Japanese stuff when it's very very violent, and it's trying to keep a comedic value to it or keep it to a certain rating. They do change a lot of the color of the blood, and so that makes sense why they would kind of be technically artistic with it, but at the same time sort of covering up the yeah, because didn't gru- um, gruesomeness of it. Didn't um, Miroko-san do that? Yeah, I think so. I know there was one here recently that did that, so it it makes sense. But yeah, it it the, <laughs> the PV looks ab- absolutely crazy good. And yes, the big question mark is going to be, is this new studio bug films? Do they just have a load of budget to throw in this thing? Or is it one of those aspects of the PV has all the good cuts? And then when the show actually starts, it's not going to look that good. But um, it definitely looks really good. And yeah, I kind of agree. It does emphasize how happy he is (laughs) being chased by zombies because it's like, Okay, well, if you have a dead-end job and your life is miserable and you're at the end of your wits and then the apocalypse happens, it's like, okay, well, I'm kind of kind of breaking you from the bonds of society itself and the restrictions within it, which, yes, is technically something we've talked about quite a bit, is sort of a cultural thing in Japan is being the 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 office worker that just is in some company where they're just being worked to death and they have no no way of moving up or anything and they don't want to, you know, take a day off when they're not doing well. Now he's suddenly broken free from it and he's just going fun, having fun. So, Hey, some of us would welcome the zombie apocalypse. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that a lot of us would survive the zombie apocalypse. Just saying that some of us would welcome the zombie apocalypse. There you go. (laughs) Why not? Why not? I'm curious if somebody's already, I'm I'm sure there's people that's already translated. I'm curious if the the list itself, because they do show it on the trailer. I'm wondering if the list itself is something that shouldn't be translate like i'm i wonder if i should go translate and see what his 100 list is or if it's something that it, it's something that should be kind of revealed over time like oh yeah this is one for this bucket list uh, but it, it's kind of a interesting concept to go with it character designs look great animation looks fantastic again hope it actually sticks with that and yes technically we're starved for some zombie shows like why doesn't anime do zombie shows more often and uh since we don't have high school of the dead ever coming back which sucks this definitely looks like it's in that it looks like it's in the wheelhouse of High School of the Dead. Now, granted, it doesn't have an etchy tag, so it's not going to be like that type of High School of the Dead. But it looks like it's got everything else that you would get from High School of the Dead. So that's a that's a good thing, you know, having fun and and surviving an apocalypse. So we'll we'll see we'll see how things go. And I haven't actually watched or looked into Alice in Borderland, but I've heard it's really good. So that gives me some hope that the writing is going to be pretty solid for this one as well. So yeah, definitely up there for an anticipated show for the coming season. So moving on, moving on, we have my Oshinoko? happy marriage. Oh. Oshinoko. I just look like it. <laughs> Where did you get Oshinoko from that thumbnail? I must know. Oh, just the eyes for a second. Oh, just, they were split. No, not the, not the, <laughs> not the starlight. Yeah, cuts in it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my happy marriage or Watashi no Shiawase. Nah, Kekon. This one is born to a noble family. Mio is married off to Kyoka, a soldier uh, so heartless his prior fiance fled. With nowhere to go, Mio slowly starts to open her heart to her cold husband to be. Could this be love? Doki dokies. Anyways, uh, Kinema Citrus is working on it. Uh, sources a novel. The genres are fantasy, romance, and the director is Takahiro. 
Kubota, who did episode work for Dore Doro Heidoro and Wake Up Girls. So that's about all I could find behind it that was interesting. So Kinema Citrus has been doing some really good stuff lately, so that's a good positive there, but nothing really else behind the scenes that really is to note. Yeah, this wasn't obviously was one that I've been looking forward to for quite a while. I mean, what does it immediately make you think of when you when you watch it and look into the synopsis? Taisho Tommy Fairy Tale. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, uh, is same time period, same concept of you know being wet off, which is honestly a very common occurrence back then, um, and the aspect of the cold husband, but then slowly realizing there's something there. They're not as bad as they seem to be. The question mark's going to be for me, I guess, is, is it going to be an aspect that she warms his heart? That, yes, his prior fiancé left because he was, you know, a cold bastard? Or is it going to be one of those aspects of um, he was misunderstood? It could be a, a, another thing. Which I, Based on what the PV looks like, it looks like it's going to be more of the the prior. Like, he's going to possibly warm her heart um, or warm his heart. So, I'll be... It looks beautiful, though. I'm, I'm really interested in it. The PV, when I initially watched it, when we watched the PV way back when we did a discussional, it was like, this looks like it could be pretty heavy. Like, this is, like I was saying at the time, Taisho Tomi Fairy Tale, but a lot more heavy, which Taisho Tomi, Taisho Tomi Fairy Tale was heavy at times. It was a lot more lighthearted. But this one looks like it is, it, it already has one really nasty girl in it. Let's be, for, that's for sure. There is one very nasty girl in it. Um, so we'll see how that turns out. Are you are you intrigued? I think it's going to be a Netflix show, so it's going to be a full dump. Um, so be aware of that. It looks absolutely gorgeous. I am absolutely. I can't wait to see this. It, um, I, it seems like I've I I may have read the manga of this or something. Something about this seems oddly familiar. Um, but then again, it might be because you said that we had talked about it at some point. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, we, we definitely talked about it on discussion. I'm not sure to what extent, but like I said, back then I was thinking, as yeah, Taisho Tommy Fairy Tale. And it was like literally off the off the heels of Taisho Tommy Fairy Tale ending, so it was easy to kind of jump to that comparison. <laughs> I'm trying to find it, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a Netflix full dump. Um, I think I know that the other one is supposed to be just before the season starts, like the twenty eighth. July fifth, so it'll be a full dump July fifth. That that was what it was, because I know I knew based on the fact that it was July 5th, I was like, holy crap, that sucks because I really want to watch this, but that's going to be right when the season starts, and I don't know they announced how many episodes it's going to be, but it's like, uh, I'm not going to have time when the season starts to watch a full series. Come on, Netflix, why can't you drop this like in the middle of the season? That way people have time to watch this stuff. Uh, it, it's, it, I'm going to watch it. Just, it's, just, it's just not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, because like I said, it looks... It looks super good. Visually and everything looks super good. So, yeah, that's uh, my happy marriage. You had to get on to me because I don't think I said Zom 100 last time, but I got to make sure that I I finish up with the, the title again. So let's jump into another one that I'm super, super excited. Like all the good ones are at the top for me. I don't know why. I didn't put it in that order. I just went through it. So, babaka. Yes, uh, just ignore the first part, Chris. Uh, the girl I like forgot her glasses or Suki na... This one is with the new... How do you ignore those long long ankles? I should have started the trailer. With the new school year comes with a new homeroom, new classmates, and a new desk for the timid Komura. 
but any depredation he might have uh, felt quickly dissipates when he catches sight of Mie, uh, his new seat neighbor. Apt to quietly blurt out the most random things, the quirky Mie wears thick glasses that accentuate her lovely eyes, making Komura's heart skip a beat. Unfortunately, Mie is pathologically forgetful and can never seem to remember to bring her glasses to class. It's not all bad, though. Her resulting squinty, mean girl face sends Komura's heart into overdrive, too. While Komura is keen to help out and share his textbook with Mie, will his heart give out with almost daily strain of being up so close and personal with his crush? She even did a nyan-nyan. She does, even in the trailer, she does a nyan-nyan. Yeah. We were joking about the very beginning, but yes, this is being done by Gohans. And for those who don't know who Gohans is, uh, they started out really good with K-Series and Marduk Scramble, but then slowly went into this weird world of Project Scarred and Handshakers and Ws where it was just like pretty boy action with these really overdone CGI zoom around type of angles and stuff like that. And they technically do that with the opening of this trailer. <laughs> A handrail under the foot camera shot. Uh, it gets crazy. But yeah, the director is uh, the one that worked on Kay and Marduk Scramble. He's a chief director for this one. And then the regular director is the one that worked on Handshakers and Project Scarred. So hopefully the chief director can keep him in check. As I've been joking about with every single one of my content about this. But yeah, what do you, what are you thinking, Chris? Do you, are you all for Megane? The Megane. Hopefully Megane. Are you sold will, on the Megane? Let, let's hope that the Megane can, can carry this show. Carried because, by Megane. <laughs> because I... Well, technically, it's the not-Megane part that's super cute for her. <laughs> I, eyes. I, I appreciate what Gohans does. I'm, I'm, I, I've always said that. I always will. I wish they would chill out on the bleach um, freaking over-obnoxious uh, lighting. But their their artwork is absolutely fantastic. Their... Um, I like that they do the they go experimental. Really, they go really um, thick with the strands of each individual hair. Like yeah. they don't do like just a block of hair. They love individual strands. And and that's and, and that's my thing with them. I I absolutely love their artwork. I, I I appreciate them for being experimental. I've I've never really cared for their their stories are in the middle for me. Um, sometimes they're very interesting. Sometimes they're they they just don't quite work um but hey moe girl i i'm 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 for so i i think that it could be really fun to see a, a cute little romance with these characters and hopefully it'll work out yeah they, they've, they've been kind of stuck in the realm of pretty boy for quite a while so now it's kind of nice to see them kind of at least do something different it's not that they that people can't have pretty boy shows but that's not going to obviously appeal to me. So even though I do try a lot of them, they don't end up working for me. And this is a nice kind of return back to something that's going to be more for my taste, which is, again, like more of a comedy romance type series. But yeah, I, I can't express enough that Mie looks so, so stinking cute. <laughs> now, I will critique based on somebody that does wear glasses that they don't really necessarily ever portray the glasses properly. I mean, they're talking about her having like a really thick prescription and yet it doesn't seem like it alters her uh the 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 pic the the view of her actual eyes through the glasses but I, like i joked about the very when we first started talking about this maybe 
maybe the the truth is is that the glasses don't really do anything. She's not actually <laughs> she's not actually that blind, um, but she can see perfectly fine. She just acts like she has to wear them. But um, yeah, it looks super cute. Visual style is great. Again, I despite the overly used CGI panning cameras and stuff, everything else looks absolutely fantastic. So I hope it works out. And um, her voice work is really amazing. Um, she's a certain character in the upcoming season of Mushoko Tensei. So that kind of we'll be hearing a lot of her. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Looks super cute. Love is in the air. And it looks like they're going to, I don't know, it seems like based on the trailer, it looks like they're going to be progressing their relationship pretty quickly. I mean, it, I would probably argue that's probably one of those cases where, based on that last paragraph, that she's a pathological forgetfulness. It's like, yeah, maybe that she's doing it on purpose. Maybe, you know, she's, she's pretty close to him. Anyways, that's uh, the girl I, like, forgot her glasses. Moving on, moving on. I don't know that we can put this in the new shows, but it technically is new. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a sequel or anything, so... Yes, we're running Kenshin Meiji Kan... Or Kenkaku Romantan, which is a 2023 version of Roni Kenshin. Uh, this, of course, is going to be the re-adaptation of the manga series, main manga series, which I guess technically is very vague, but it's <laughs> being done by Legion Films. Director is Hideo uh, Yamamoto, who did Strike the Blood, and Hideyuki Kurata, who did Made in Abyss and uh, Goblin Slayer, so really, really solid director and series composition writer, and again, Leiden Films, another one of those ones that has been doing a lot of really good stuff lately, so definitely kind of puts them on the map for me. I'm surprised this doesn't have a better synopsis for it. It's been, it's been so wrong, it's been so long, of course it's, <laughs> I mean, that it is one of those series that where it's like, do you really have to say the synopsis, because most people should have watched <laughs> this by now, but again, there might be new people out there, so... Technically, it's... Backwards Blade. It's worth worth talking about. Yeah, I don't think this is like the dark age of Veroni Kenshin. I think it's supposed no. to be the, the this is, later part. Yeah, this is absolutely... Yeah, this is the absolutely the, the Backwards Blade arc. And I absolutely love that part. Uh, ten years have passed since the end of Bakumatsu, an era of war where saw the uprising of citizens against the Tokugawa shogunate. The revolutionaries wanted to create a time of peace and thriving country free from oppression. The new age of Meiji has come, but peace has not yet been achieved. Swords are banned, uh, but people are still murdering in the streets. Uh, orphans of war veterans are left to no with nowhere to go, while the government seems to be content on just lying in their pockets with money. One wandering samurai, Kinshin Himura, still wa uh, wa works to make sure that the values he fought for are worth the lives spent to uh, to bring about the new era. Once uh, known as Hitoku, uh, Hitokiri Botsai, uh, uh, he he Botsai. He was feared uh, as most. I get it really. He says <laughs> like the Texas Osmal. <laughs> he fears he feared as the most ruthless killer of all the revolutionaries. Now haunted by guilt, Kenshin has sworn never to kill again, and in atonement for the lives he took. And he may never know peace until killing is a thing of the past. So, there you go. Really good, though. Like I said, it, it definitely looks like they are... It's one of those things where if you readapt something like this, you better at least make the animation really good. I don't remember how good the animation was with the, uh, with the TV series of this, but I seem to remember it was really good. So, it's like you, you have to at least 
have some good animation if you're going to redo this, because otherwise, why do it? Other than the fact that Kenshin prints money. <laughs> it's like the, the one property in, in that could not be canceled because it's just, it makes too much money. It's just going to keep printing money. It's, they've been doing so many live actions, and now it's finally... It's, it actually, it's actually really good that they're actually coming back to anime. So... It absolutely deserves it. And it's, it's, it's one of those, I, when, when you, when they announce it, you're like, wait, you're, you're redoing I think we, I remember us discussing it when, when they first announced that they were doing a project with it. And it was like, what part are they doing? Um, because I mean, Samurai X is, is fantastic. Um, but my favorite part was this part and the, so I am super excited about this part and this is because it, 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 it's one of those that really humanizes, uh, Kenshin to a certain, to a certain extent and, and him going through his kind of redemption aspect. And even towards the end when he is really faced with something that he really has to deal with that puts him in this kind of bind where he is literally balancing, uh, whether or not, uh, his he can keep up with his um his quote-unquote redemption if you want to call it that um and it's it's really a a a fantastic um payoff in the end of all that so yeah i love it i i and i can't wait to watch this this story again and this is the samurai x story by the way i think we talked about that last time this is technically what samurai x was is this story this is the the future part where's the what was the Romanta something movie or whatever was the, or there was four episodes. The, um, well, they're both technically called Samurai X. Samurai X Trust and Betrayal is the, the four episode series, which is like the, the really tragic story, which yes, is technically the one that most people, including myself really enjoyed. Whereas the other Samurai X, which was the Meiji, uh, Kenkaku Romanta was like the, to don't kill one, which is kind of I, I enjoyed it, but at the same time it was a little bit frustrating. It's like a little bit little bit frustrating with that whole aspect. But it makes sense to a story and not wanting to take lives anymore. So cool, cool, cool. Looking looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. But that's uh Ruani Kenshin 2023 version. So this is gonna happen. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if this one's happening. There's like three titles on here that's like, yeah, sure, all right, Anaplex, we'll believe you when it actually comes out. But yes, Fate Strange Fake is apparently still coming out. Uh, it's currently scheduled for 7-2, or uh, July 2nd. Fate Strange Fake Whispers of Dawn. I think it's supposed to be just a single episode uh, show, so it's not like a, a long-running series, but still, it's worth noting. I'm I'm still stupid excited for it, because obviously the creator of it is the... One that did, you know, Bacano and everything, and da 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 and everything. So that's a big plus for me because I I really enjoy his writing, even though I'm not like super into to the current season one, which is um, Death Dead Mount Death Play. I, I the dude just does really good stuff, and I've heard nothing but good things about Fate Strange Fake. So it's kind of like the next of the Fate series that I'm looking most to actually jumping into. So yeah. In the Holy Grail War, mages, masters, and the heroic spirit servants fight for control of the Holy Grail, uh, an omnipotent wish-granting device said to fulfill any desire. Years have passed since the end of the Fifth Holy Grail World, Fifth Holy Grail War in Japan. Now, signs pretend uh, the emergence of the new Holy Grail War in the Western America city of Snowfield. Sure enough, the masters and servants begin to gather. So, there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. 
I think it's supposed to be in like Anime Expo or something like that first. So hopefully it jumps onto streaming platforms quickly after that. Hopefully it's not like a long wait, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Liar Liar is coming out. Uh, the classic Jim Carrey comedy is coming out in anime format. So there you go. At Academy Island, everything is settled through games waged for a certain number of stars with the strongest students being granted the ranking of seven stars. Hiroto, a transfer student, unexpectedly beats the strongest empress and becomes the pseudo-strongest in the school. A mind game of lies and bluffs begin. Being done by Studio Geek Toys, groan. <laughs> Sources of light novel genres are etchy. There you go. The genres are etchy. The genres are etchy. <laughs> I'm on board. I, I would assume there's more genres. I was, I Maybe was, I didn't type enough. Oh, there's psychologicals on there, too. Okay, it's not just etchy. That'd be so fantastic. It's just etchy. <laughs> we, we just have an entire show just dedicated to etchy. Etchy no, psychological and romance. There you go. Sorry. I, I'm sorry to be a downer. I absolutely love the concept of um, messing with the uh, playing bluffs and stuff like that so i i i mean that was kind of one of the main reasons why i was really really considering the idea of watching kakaguri but um that one being as dark as it is i kind of avoided it um it wasn't really dark it's just like that morbid looking you know the derpy faces I don't care about the derpy faces. You care about the derpy <laughs> and faces. The crazy I care the, about and the crazy whether or not they're the ripping Russian fingernails off. Um no, the um it's not Hirashi. <laughs> it's not Hirashi or anything. Kakaguri Hirashi. Um, no, I it, Kakaguri when they cry. Well, I thought that was the the whole point was that they were they were doing uh the, yeah, it was like uh, a punishment game. There thing, was a punishment thing. It's not that bad, but yeah, I can see where that would be off putting. Um, but yeah, this uh, this I interests me on that aspect and now uh, with the etchy tag that makes it ten times better. Um, and we got cute characters to go with it so let's let's do it yeah i think that's my only kind of misgivings that i have for this one the trailer just nothing about it's really kind of a is jumping out at me going holy crap this could be really good um it looks like a very boring trailer i i, I do i mean i'm interested in it i have interest in it but my only real problem that i have is i it never as many times i watch these types of shows and japan loves this type of stuff or at least they like adapting this kind of stuff they absolutely love competition, but the competition doesn't even happen because they're all trying to break the system. And so what happens with all of these types of shows, No Game, No Life, um, Kakaguriri, and I'm, I'm going to assume this is the case with this one too, and there's a couple of other ones I can't remember off the top of my head, is what they'll have where they have the, the competition, and then somebody will win, and it doesn't seem like they should have won, and then they have the big reveal where they go, this is what I did. And so it, it ends up not being about the competition. It ends up being about explaining how they overcome, they overcame the competition. So hopefully this one doesn't do that. But based on the synopsis, are you not saying that, that it's going to be all according to plan? Are you? Yes, Kekaku. It's basically yes. Thank you. It's it's all according to Kekaku the animation, and that's it's a, it's a trope. I should I should now have that as a a label to put on stuff. This is a all according to Kekaku uh, type of show. It, it's going to happen. Trust me. Anyways, uh, that aside, well, they only what, have like one what, shot of etchy what, in there, and it it looks okay. Uh, but we'll see how good the etchy is. I'm assuming they just don't want to put it on the 
the YouTubes. That's what ruined um, Friends game for me was the Tomodachi game. Uh, that Kikaku. Yes, Kikaku. <laughs> that that one, there's another one that's that all one, according to Kikaku. That one did that one bad. They open it up horribly by, bad. And that's, like, the, that's the only thing. Bad. It was like super horror bad. It was like terra horror super bad. bad. Super <laughs> bad. Um, but no, that's the same case. That's the whole idea that really frustrates me. And it's that aspect of they explain the game. Like, no game in life did this. They would sit there and explain the game for, like, half the episode. But you knew, by the by the fifth game, I'm like, don't even explain it to me, because I know they're not going to play the game. It's going to be all according <laughs> to plan. So it's going to be according just, to Kaku. Just, just pop over to the thing, and then just tell us how you be. And technically, win. Clash from Elite does that, too, quite a bit. So, which I think that's probably an adapt, adaptation I issue. think that's an adaptation problem. There you go. That's, um, but I mean, that could be the case with No Game in Life. Maybe if I read No Game in Life, it'll be a lot different, so... Anyways, that's that's liar liar. Look forward to that. I think my other big beef that I kind of kind of breeze over is Geek Toys. I, I have zero zero hope for Geek Toys. So if you're interested, if you're interested in the show, be aware it's probably going to fall apart animation wise very quickly because Geek Toys cannot animate to save their lives. Unfortunately, no, 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 this could be the big breakout for them. I never put aside the idea that a, a studio depends can have on that if, first big moment. So it depends on if we buy their figures. There you go. They if go we buy, buy the figures. their figures, maybe they'll they'll start. I don't think Geek Toys does figures, so. But I mean, they could. They could make a partnership with yeah, Good Smile. Their company is called Geek Toys. That's, that's not what that's just saying. That's not what that means. That's not what that means. All right, let's move on to CGI monsters. Uh, Reign of the Seven Spellblades. Nanatsu no Makin ga Shihai Suru. This one is springtime at Kimberly Magic Academy. When new student begins their first year, one boy clad in black robes with a white cane and woohoo. I don't know why I'm getting like a sudden thing of Michael Jackson for some reason and a cool white hat. Um, Sorry. Boy clad in black robes and a white cane and a sword strapped to his hip approaches the prestigious school. This young man, Oliver, must form a bond with a katana-willing girl named Nano if he's to survive the dangers he's about to face at this school that is anything but what it seems. JC's asked working on it. Light novels, the source, action fantasies, the genres. Serious composition by Shogo Yasukawa, who did Otaku Elf, Executioner Way of Life, Planetarian and Food Wars. And the creator of the source material is Bokuto Uno, who has created Alderman in the Sky. So interesting. What what are you thinking, Chris? You 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 shrugged and went backwards. I'm I'm assuming that's a bad thing. Was it the dragon CGI? Actually, no. Um actually the CGI looks better than the um animation. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. I, I don't want to be brutal on this. It, it, this I, the character artwork looks great. Um, looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, there is some... The faces are, are morphing at some point. And, and I, oh, I, off-modeling? I, yeah, and I got a little bit distracted on that. So, Uh-oh. And that's in the PV. So Uh-oh. that scares me. When Chris gets mad about uh, wonky character designs, that's a, always a big negative i mean it's not bad it's just enough that it's kind of distracting so yeah uh, it's cheeks cheeks are shifting around yeah <laughs> no i i didn't really seem to have any problem with the character designs and stuff like that i'm sure now that he's pointed out it's probably gonna jump out at me like a sore thumb but yeah i think the only issue i had with is, is the monsters and how they have the the cgi but yeah i agree they it's not that bad 
Um, I think the overall thing for this one is just my intrigue really based on a lot of things that people have been saying about this one. It sort of in indicates it based on the synopsis, but it, it seems as if this is going to be one of those ones that probably has a really good twist to it. Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm making assumptions based on the mask at the end of the, the trailer, <laughs> but I mean, it could, could have a really cool twist to it. It looks like things are apparently going to get very dark. So we'll see how it goes from there. I, I, I've kind of mentioned this in other places, but it seems like, I mean, based on a couple of other shows this season, it looks like magical schools might be coming back to popularity. And I'm always open to having one show actually really kind of prove that those can do some good stories and not just be us going back to what was it five years ago that that magic no it was like probably six years ago that magic schools were like a really big thing with like asterisk war and chivalry fell night and all those other shows that were popping up it seems up. like that was at the beginning of our when yeah. we had first started but so about 2012 hey. or 2013 ish but yeah it, it again i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my expectations settled but i've heard a lot of good things about the source materials so that does have me getting some hope for this one but uh, we'll see if it actually turns out to be solid but yeah, the PV's not really grabbing me other than like the later parts of it where it seems like it gets pretty dark. So we'll see if that's uh, it. Maybe it's going to have a nice build up to the characters and then things just kind of hit the fan. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I do. I do agree. There's a couple of the character designs that I really like. So there we go. There we go. That is Reign of the Seven Spellblades. All right. Let's move on to some culture. Chris, are you ready for culture? Absolutely. You're ready for absolute culture. It is time. It is time for the biggest fan of vending machines, Gitsy Sekai. Reborn as a vending machine, I now wander the dungeon. Our Jido Hanbike Baiki ni Uma Oh my gosh. Umare Kawata Aure wa Mekyo wo Samyo. this one's after dying in a traffic accident. I find myself standing near an unfamiliar lake. My body won't move. I can't hear my voice. And when I try to shout, it's uh, in confusion. Words that I never expected come out. I'm guessing this is probably going to be like uh, random phrases from the, the vending machine that it might do. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, get. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, it actually listed in the synopsis. Get one free with a winner. <laughs> it seems I've turned into a vending machine. I can only do what actual vending machines can. It's impossible to move by myself. And there's no way for me to have a meaningful conversation. How am I going to survive some fantasy world's dungeon like this? Um, there you go. There you go. Uh, these animals are... What in the world? I completely butchered the the layout here. Uh, a director is Noriaki Akitaya, who did Slow Loop and Castletown Dandelion, which is amazing. Uh, series composition by Tatsuya Takahashi, who did World's End Harem, Vermilion Gold, um, idly pride and domestic girlfriend. So some solid, solid two people there to hopefully keep this boat steered in the proper direction. What do you, what's your thoughts on the, uh, synopsis so far? I'm going to give it a chance. I mean, sword daddy worked out. So we're going to see if, uh, if the, uh, the vending, vending machine, big brother can work out. Cause I'm guessing that's what they're going to do. Vending machine, big brother. Uh, Studio Gokomi and Axis is working on it, so... And I think it was a light novel, yeah? Based on a light novel, so... Yeah, I, I'm on the same boat as Chris and a lot of people when this first kind of popped up, is this idea that it's it's really easy to immediately jump to the comparison of 
uh, reincarnate as a sword because it kind of has that same similar setup where he gets a Sakai to a... Well, technically, with sword, it, he was able to eventually have telekinesis to move around, but it was this idea that he needed somebody to wield him. In the case of this one, he needs somebody to move him around. Otherwise, he's just going to sit there and do nothing. And with... Technically, with sword, it was carried by the Dotaru. Like, she literally made that show. If she wasn't in that show, there was no way in hell I was going to watch that show. She literally made that show. I mean, the very first half of the first episode was nothing but the sword, and I was literally getting bored. It wasn't until she showed up that I'm like, okay, cool. I like this. I like this chemistry. This needed a chemistry injection, and she's doing it. With this one, it's like, is that going to be the same case where he is... He's just all he's doing is just responding to everything that's happening around him, and it's gonna get really annoying. And then suddenly, here comes this girl showing up that's gonna start dragging him around because she's able to lift him, even though he's super heavy. Um, I'm a little disappointed because the light novel artwork for her is incredible, but they've decided to change it. Um, she looks a lot more generic Moe, which kind of sucks, whereas the light novel looks really good. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Did you see that already? They did the same thing to Roxanne, so it doesn't yeah, that was, surprise that was, me. A, that was a thing that everybody was pointing out when I brought that up on my live stream. They're like, yeah, it's like Roxanne, but God, like her original art looks so good. And yeah. I mean, that was the case with um, Life is Tough for Mobs. Um, just complete shift, and it was like, oh my gosh, the original artwork's so good. Why'd you change it? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, hers is equally. It's like, it's, it's, she has a very unique, really great style to her, and now she just looks like a generic Moe character. Which, I mean, she's still, su- she's still super <laughs> cute. Don't get me wrong, but definitely not to the same quality as the light novel. Which, I don't... It, it, it happens a lot. It's a lot easier to animate. Um, people are probably to make it a little more generic. That way the animators don't have too much of a trouble animating her. It's probably the case, but... A little bit disappointing. I admit, a little bit a little bit disappointing, so... I like... It, it's sort of in a case, like, with the, the opening segment that he literally is panicking because it's going to fall off this truck... And so it kind of, it kind of gives the indication that he tried to jump onto it from this bike. Save it. And it ends up getting dragged down with it, which is um, good on you, dude. Good on you. I, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I would have done that for a vending machine unless it was a Ponsu vending machine, which apparently are mostly maybe. gone. Maybe we'll maybe a Ponsu vending machine if it has holy relics in it. Anyways, it's getting really disturbing. We'll move on. Again, that's uh, reborn as a vending machine. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Speaking of magical academies, here's our other one. <laughs> here's our other one. Uh, this is one we've actually been talking about getting adapted for quite a while now, so apparently it's finally here. But uh, yeah, Classroom of Heroes, or Classroom for Heroes, or Eyo Kyoshitsu. This one, the story is set in Rosewood Academy, a school that trains future heroes destined to protect mankind. The school accepts only those with the most potential. Arnest Flaming. I remember, I totally remember reading that. Arnest Flaming. <laughs> a girl who posts the top record in the academy is assigned to guide a mysterious but cheerful new student named Blade, who rivals her own power. What, like, super chuny names? My name's Blade. <laughs> My name's XXX Shadow Blade XXX. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Studios Actus, uh, the source of the light novel, genres are action, fantasy, etchi. No one see that one coming. Director is Keichiro Kawaguchi, who did Spy Classroom, Higurashi, Go, and Sotsu. So, it's a very wishy-washy history. 
your thoughts, Chris? Are we are we feeling this one? Are we feeling the generic overpowered character goes to school? I'm gonna give it a shot because it's got etchy. I'm not because sure about anything etchy. else. Because I'm etchy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, like this is one of those ones where when I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, this 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 guy looks super boring, he looks stupid. He um, looks annoying. Obviously, it's going to be carried by all the girls, and they're for some reason going to like him, even though he's really looking obnoxious and all that kind of stuff. There's a few of the girls that sort of look appealing to me. The little yellow-haired lolly looks absolutely goofy. It looks like his chemistry seems like the only thing where he's not superly overly joyful is with this one demon girl, and it looks like they have a pretty fun little chemistry between the two of them, but everything other than that is not really jumping out at me as being anything but pretty generic but we'll see. Question we've got mark. we've got robot girl. We've got uh, yeah. We got all the we have all the we've archetypes. Got a, we've got a, a Sunette, a, a freaking sword lady. Um, yeah, we got a succubus in there at some. Yeah, we point. do have a Hatsumiku uh, robot girl. That's I, that's bizarre. Yeah, it, we we got like the whole crew going on. So I mean, yeah, we'll we'll make sure we get every single archetype in there. So don't worry. We'll make sure that we get every archetype in there, so don't worry. We've even got a tan girl in one of the... It, it was a brief glimpse of once, but she's up in there. There you go. She looks like a fighter of some sort. There you go. Classroom for heroes. We'll see how that one turns out. Here it is, Chris. What do you, what do you, what's, your, what's your predictions, Chris? Do you, do you think this is happening? Do you think this is actually going to happen? Do you think we're actually going to finally get this one? Which, what's your probability between a 0% to 100%? I'm not sure. You're not sure. Okay. Well, kill that joke. <laughs> kill that one. That was a nice little layup for you. When did, when did, we, get the, when did we get the... the uh... We get the, the, the... He's stuck on the... He's like, he was about to say something, and then he just starts watching the trailer. St. Cecilia and Pastor Lawrence, or Shiro Sejo Tokuro It's freaking adorable. I want this. This one is St. Cecilia is beloved by the townspeople. Not only is she elegant and composed, she benevolently shares her wisdom with all who seek it. That is, until the last person has left, at which point she becomes totally hopeless. Only Pastor Lawrence is keeping the saint put together enough to do her duties. And though she may test him, it's all in a day's work. Been done by Studio Dogo Kobo. Uh, based off of a four-comma manga. Genres are comedy, fantasy, romance. The director is Sumie Noro, who did Sleepy Princess in the Demon King, uh, Demon, Demon Castle. Serious composition by Yuka Yamada, who did Slow Loop and Nanambiori. So, really great director and serious composition writer. So, there you go. So, your thoughts? Did you, did you gather? I, I, I don't remember us talking about it, so... Okay, this was a show that was supposed to come out in spring. And then at some point, Aniplex was doing their massive delays from winter, which was, what was it? Um, the Demon King Academy, Near Automata. Um, oh, really? Uh, Ayakashi Triangle. There was like four total shows that Aniplex, as a producer, was delaying. Or they, they, they didn't say that Aniplex is delaying this. It's just that these shows were produced by Aniplex and they were all being delayed, which kind of makes you go, it probably has something to do with Aniplex scheduling things improperly. The big, the big um, prediction or the big speculation that a lot of people had was that because of those delays, some of them were going to be running into uh, spring. Like I think Cuba was another one of them, and so they had to push back some of the other already pre-scheduled stuff, which was one of them was Saint Cecilia. So gotcha. hopefully it happens this time. 
<laughs> hopefully have this because this, this is one that I was really sad that it got delayed because I was really looking forward to it just based on the designs alone. Now, I didn't look into it enough to really get into the aspect of it being like about this girl that's super lazy. I don't even remember talking about that in our preview last time, but maybe it got delayed before we even talked about it in a preview. That's probably what happened. But that's kind of my only concern is this whole kind of Umaro-chan moment. Because um, obviously, for those who don't know, I not I wasn't a huge fan of Umaro-chan. So anything has like a hint of that aspect of like the, the snack gremlin that just kind of is lazy all the time bothers me. But so far with the PV... All that indication looks really good. It doesn't look like it's going to be annoying. She looks super cute. Her obvious like for Pastor Lawrence and all that kind of stuff. It looks really cute. So I'm I'm looking forward to it a lot. And I really like her design too. So yeah, yeah. It, it, as I said earlier, I absolutely have to have the show like now. I really, really want to watch it. And we'll hope that uh, Dokokobo keeps up the good work. I mean, I've had a lot of issues with them ever since... It was pretty much like this gap between like, um, I don't know, like for the last two years where all their shows were just not like I was a super fan of Dogokobo. And then out of nowhere, it seemed like all their shows were just really poor production. And then Oshinoko ha happened. And so I was like, OK, <laughs> Dogokobo is back. <laughs> maybe they were maybe they had like all of their team like working on Oshinoko for like the last two years. And then like that's why everything else looked bad. Who knows? But uh, yeah, St. Cecilia, looking forward to that one. If it comes out, please, please come out. All right, Chris, it's time for the most controversial show of the summer 2023 anime season. Are you ready to cancel this show, Chris? Canceling. Cancel. She touched his head. Story of a small senior in my company, or My Tiny Senpai is the other title. The Japanese title, Uchi no Kaisha no Chisai Senpai no Hanashi. This one is Shinozaki is an office worker who has taken care... She's a cat girl. ...who is taken care of and coddled by his senior team member, Shiori Katase, who is gorgeous, profoundly kind, loving, and diminutive woman. Shinozaki certainly hopes that she's not doing it out of duty, but her joy of doing so increasingly exposes her feelings. Being done by project number nine, based on a web manga, genres are comedy romance, and the director is Mitsutoshi Sato, who did Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, and Ikitosin. So, it's a very broad directing work. But it works. But it works. This is, like, literally the longest PV, Chris, so if you're going to wait until it ends before you talk, <laughs> let me know, and I will continue talking for the next five minutes, because it literally is a trailer about the entire show. It's only a minute and 46. It feels so long. Like, this this trailer literally feels like you watched the whole they're show. Like, they're, they're throwing, <laughs> like, every um, uh, uh, kind of... Cute outfit, cute outfit is possible on. on this this thing, so that they hitting all they the tropes. Really, 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 the, really want you to be sold on this character. Hit the pajamas. <laughs> she does a yawn at some she, point. Yeah, she does some yawns. She she she's like all over the place. I got a taiga scene out of this. I, so I mean, why, she Chris? Is a why would this adorable. be? Can't, why do? Why would you? Why would people find this offensive? Chris? Do you really, really want me to point that what, out? What is what is wrong with this she adult might, lady? She might be a little <laughs> bit large in a certain part of her body. No, that was, that was a goofy thing that kind of came for this whole thing because I had this, I made a whole video on this, so I'm not going to get through all of it. But yeah, there is an outrage about how she looks so young, and it's like, no, that's. 
she unlike most shows where it has like a short character she actually looks like she has that appearance of an adult and that's like the the most frustrating thing about it but it's like short stackers live in the real world so it's not like this is like an unheard of thing short there's one exist. there's actually one in our town and yeah, we I mean, we actually uh, uh yeah i used to work with like two of them but like well one wasn't at stack but but there's this element of like um with like Uzaki chan was the same thing like when that whole controversy happened it was like all these people were coming out saying i exist we with there there is a thing known as short stack and we do exist um but anyways that that controversy aside which who gives a rat's butt what they th- say because we're gonna still enjoy it and hey who, who knows maybe the controversy will just make more people want to watch this so all the power to them but yeah the the pv looks super good even though it technically seems like it's spoiling the whole show i mean it's assumption that a lot of this stuff's gonna happen and there's of course the question of mark of how much is this in his head because it seems like he wakes up at some point so i'm not sure how much of this is just his like dreams at night uh, of his of his cute senpai but she looks so this great. is so so basically what we're doing is we're taking uh uh my senpai is annoying and we're like stacking flipping her. the entire rules around yeah we're, we're flipping roles because technically the big guy was the the senpai and we're also, you know, stacking her up. <laughs> we're See, taking, either way. We're ta- <laughs> I'm on board. I want to watch We're taking it. all the muscle mass from my senpai's annoying, and we're just going <laughs> to shove it right into her chest, and then flip the rolls, and there you go. <laughs> but, I mean, she looks just as great as the senpai from my senpai's annoying. That guy from senpai's annoying was super cool, uh, super helpful, super helping with everybody around them. And it seemed like she's the same way in this one, which is definitely makes her super appealing. So, yeah, the perfect this is our perfect waifu of the show or the season. I don't think there's another show this next season that is going to be a perfect waifu show. I think this is literally the perfect waifu show of the season. I mean, you could probably some people will probably label that my my the girl I like forgot her glasses. But that's technically just like a puppy love type of show. Whereas a, a perfect waifu is like more a little bit more mature and just has a well, I'm, I'm, a waifu I'm thinking- that's perfect. I'm thinking Glasses Girl is going to be a teasing girl show, so. Uh, it doesn't, uh, uh, you could probably maybe categorize that, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not getting a feeling like it's like your typical teasing show. But I mean, eventually we could have an episode where suddenly she goes, I've been doing this all in order to mess with him because I like his expressions and then it'll be a teasing girl. <laughs> then it suddenly hits that genre. Um, how many more times do we want to watch this trailer? Because it's super cute. A few more times because but I no, want to like, see the cat ears. This is like one of those those shows where like, when I looked into it, it's like, okay, this is going to be a perfect waifu show. Obviously, she looks really great. But it wasn't until, yeah, technically the controversy led me to start to look into it a little bit more. But the trailer itself sold me. Like, controversies aside, literally, I'm excited for it just because the trailer looks so good. So, looking forward to it. The story of a small senior in my company or my tiny senpai. The controversial show of summer 2023 even though it's like super bleached out i see elf ears it's because it's dark mode and it's reversing the colors chris <laughs> welcome to dark mode plugins but yes helk is our next one a certain country in the demon world the demon king was defeated by the hands of the one of the heroes and a competition has been held for the title of the new Demon King. The Imperial Four Heavenly Kings, Vermilio, who is in charge of the tournament, is furious at the participant of the human hero, Helk, who is supposed to be her enemy. After receiving news of the fall of the castle of Urum before the, fin- uh, before the final, Vermilio sets out to retake Urum Castle with Helk 
and other finalists. With a smile, Helk says, Let's destroy humans. Are those words true? The truth behind the smile is... Dot, dot, dot. What, what's your prediction? That he's like the reincarnation of the Demon Lord? <laughs> the no, hero they, has just... the, the... The hero kills the Demon Lord, and the Demon Lord possesses him or is re, is, is isekai'd into his body. No, That'd be he's cool. just a Goku. That'd be cool. But but the truth behind it is, question mark. He's a Goku. That's the truth behind it. Yeah, he just wants to fight. Yep. He just wants to fight. You think that's going to be... He's, he's obsessed with fight. He looks dorky. It looks like they're going to have a lot of fun with his more dorky side, so... There goes Chris. Every single every single week, we have to have a Chris watch moment. I'm going to leave it in. It's going to be a new thing. <laughs> the Chris watch moment. But no, he looks like a dork. He looks like, I don't know, Conan the Barbarian. There it is. He's related to the Demon King. That's going to be it. Watch. Or uh, he's the son of the hero. He's not actually the hero. Because he looks exactly the, si- the same in the picture at the end. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, it... This honestly looks like one of those ones where it's like a complete toss-up. Technically, comedy is not even listed as a genre. I would figure it'd be a comedy based on him like riding a pony at some point in the middle of the the a really small pony in the middle of the arena. But uh, and her reactions to everything is obviously gonna be a lot of fun. But I don't know. I I think it's it's gonna be a lot to do with the chemistry between her and Helk because I, I think don't that. Know. If this goes the comedy route, it could be a lot of fun. I mean, if that's that's the goofy, I mean, I I could see it as being just hilarious. Um, the now if they're they're actually doing something serious, I mean, they're really gonna have to pull something together because I if it's just him simply being no, this this feels like a comedy. It really does. It just uh, there it is. Yeah, action comedy fantasy adventure. So. It's going to have comedy in there. I mean, if it didn't have comedy after seeing all those goofy little reactions and stuff like that, it'd be crazy. It looks I like mean, it's got some really get, good animation in it a, as well. You can give it a lot more leeway on on what it's trying to do if it's if it's a comedy. If it's not a comedy and they're actually trying to pull off some kind of weird, um, serious tone of dude is actually trying to attack or uh, be a traitor to the human world that... that I mean, okay, we'll we'll see where we're going from there, but yeah, that's that's gonna be a real hit and miss. Very quickly, we're gonna find out whether or not we're gonna like it. It'd be that it would be like another quitting being heroing. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much what it could be possibly going for. So, yep, that's um that's Helka. It's actually looking very. I mean, Satellite's not a bad studio, if I'm correctly. So, but a lot of these action scenes look really well animated. So that's actually very surprising. It's gonna be like one of the few shows on High Dive too. So. Good, good pickup, I guess. I don't know that how appealing it's going to be to the broader audience, but we'll see. <sighs> it's time, Chris. It's time for our generic, uh, overpowered main character show of the season. Our reincarnated as an OP main character, generic show of the season. Am I actually the strongest? Question mark or Jitsuwa ore saikyo deshita? This one is after being a shut in. Haruto is reincarnated as a baby, and amazingly, that baby is a prince. Look, we're just gonna we're just gonna like bypass all the other stuff to say he's a prince. We'll, we'll not have to worry about the whole thing where they're so OP that they catch the attention of somebody really great. However, however, he's abandoned in a forest on the day he's born because of how low his magic level is. What will the fate of Haruto? 
who was inadvertently given a thousand times the normal amount of magic by the goddess of reincarnation without anyone noticing, question mark. He's going to be overpowered and everybody's going to love him. Studio Staple Entertainment. Um, yeah, Takashi Naoya is going to be working on a directing work for who did Vermilion Gold and 3D Kanojo. Series composition and script by Tatsuya Takahashi, who did Worlds in Harem, Vermilion Gold, Idly Pride, and Domestic Girlfriend. What do you think of Chris? Are you, are you super excited for generic reincarnation overpowered main character number 55,433? Or was it 34? I don't know. I don't mind uh, isekai. So, um, it well, it doesn't it, say isekai. The, the only thing that's working here for me right now is the the fox girl. We're we're getting fox girls out of here. So yeah, that, that is a huge plus for me. I, I, I when I was watching this trailer on my live stream, I was like, it's kind of interesting that we now have this new trend of every reincarnation now has to have that moment where the the baby the, as an infant they have to do something funny. Like, like we had that recently was the remark re reborn to match the blade. They had like the baby laser beam at the big dragon, uh, on us Vold gold or whatever had to tell them what to name him. Um, so there was a, there was a little, there was a little bit of a chuckle moment in the preview with the Fox in the first introduction, but we'll see. It looks, it looks okay based on what I'm seeing with the PV. It doesn't. It doesn't look like it would be generic, but it probably is. I, I'll put zero hope in this even actually being good. That way, I'm not disappointed. That's that's how you. That's how you navigate the world of anime when you consume as much as I do. You're right. You set your expectations as low as possible so you could always be shocked. Uh, this is based on a light novel, I'm assuming, right? Um, I forgot to mention that. Yes, light novel. Big shock. Big, big shock. So, actually, I'm the strong. Or sorry. Am I actually the strongest? Moving on, we have Project Yohane. This is technically a... It's not technically a sequel, but it's technically based on another property that ha is pre-established. Whatever. Project Yohane, or Yohane the Parhelion. Sunrise in the Mirror. Or Genjitsu no Hon Yohane Sunrise in the Mirror. The story reimagines Yoshiko Tsushima. The school idol affected with chnubio, or adolescent delusion of grandeur. As a, mag as a magical girl, the story is set in Namuza, or I'm sorry, Numaza, Numa Numazu, I'm getting it backwards, Numazu, a, uh, a scenic harbor town surrounded by the sea and mountains. Ever since she was little, the girl Yohane has never fit in and has always felt apart from everyone in town. Her aspirations and true place in this world lie somewhere else. <laughs> The story follows a girl who can't follow rules as she journeys, journeys into the mysterious world. It's just kind of like that aspect of like in the in the Love Life show, she's a chuni and so she doesn't necessarily belong in the world because she she's actually a magical girl. And then she finally gets a show where she is the magical girl in a fantasy world and she doesn't belong there either. And it's like, where is this girl going to belong? Uh, Sunrise working on it, of course. Um, of course, is the creator of Love Live franchise. The source is a web novel or web manga. The uh, genres are fantasy, and um, that's basically all I could really find on this one. So, what do you think, Chris? Were you a fan of Yohane? I was. I was she a big was fan my of, favorite. She was she like was, a. I think she's like the third or second favorite of mine. Mine was Ruby, which she's a fairy in this one, so she's a laughing pawn in this one, which is great. Yeah, she was absolutely my favorite character in in 
in the level I've side. So I absolutely love the, the concept of her actually, uh, in this kind of reverse mirror type thing. I, I love it. I, I getting to see her in her other side and how all that is going to play into the story that they're going to tell with her kind of chuny side. I absolutely love it. So yeah, super excited about this. So the big plus, and this is an expectation or this is expected. Looks great. Visually looks really good. Character models and everything. Really great animation in it. Um, my, my reservation that I have, and this is something that's kind of me in general for Love Live has been for a while, is I like the Love Live franchise, but the Love Live franchise doesn't seem to like me. <laughs> at some point, watching a lot of Love Live, at some point, I got kind of tired of some of the writing and how they portrayed a lot of the scenes. Like, they had this one moment where it kind of shut me off completely, where you had the characters and they were talking and suddenly it just broke out in song and it... It felt like they transitioned from a show about a bunch of girls that are trying to be idols to a show that is literally a musical. It's like a Western musical where suddenly they just break out and dance. And there's suddenly a bunch of people waiting to watch them have their dance. So it, it kind of their the writing in the drama and the character interactions felt off. And so my concern that I have coming into Project Johanne, this looks serious. Like this doesn't look like a goofy show. It looks like it's taken itself very seriously, which is actually very intriguing because that was like the last thing I would expect to have with this whole concept is taking these characters and putting them in a fantasy setting and for it to be seemingly serious. I mean, they just have fantasy as genre, no comedy or music or anything like that. And so my point is, is that with my misgivings of their character writing, character interactions, dialogue, and the drama beats in the original Love Live show and now transferring into a show that is going to be seemingly nothing but that. I'm I'm massively paused on this show. I will be checking it out, but I'm going into it very cautiously, as, as I guess is my point. I'd agree, disagree, probably disagree. I, what yeah, was I the last... Did you break off from Love Live about the same time I did, I think? Was it... Uh, I didn't really break off. Niga, Nijikasaki, which is technically this group. I think that was the that was the group that I fell off of the franchise with. And I I tried to go back to Superstar, and I got sidetracked, and then I found that they were going to add no, like I five fin- characters. I want to say that I finished them. You want you finished Nikos Yeah, it was the I it wasn't it and it wasn't really the that I didn't like the other one uh, the Superstar Superstar. I just Superstar. Because I I really really loved the 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 one the one girl she had a f- very powerful voice and I really oh yeah that that was, that really, was the first episode and she was on the stairs oh yeah, so good I, I and but I I I don't remember what happened but just time just got to the point where it just became impossible to keep time, up with it so time time we'll see we'll see I still want to go back and finish Superstar because I thought it was a lot. It was a lot better than Nijikasaki. I have no problem with the girls of Nijikasaki. I just think the writing and the the scene portrayal and the directing was just so off. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Because I thought that was Sunshine. I'll watch group. it just for Ruby. I'll watch it just for Ruby. Isn't this Sunshine's group? Um, this is Love Live Sunshine. Yes, Sunshine. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Because I finished Sunshine. Sunshine. Because like I said, I, I I like Dia too. Um, Chica, Shrug, but Ruby and her sister were like my favorite. So Ruby, Ruby, best girl. Sorry, calling it. 
Let's move on from Project Yohane. Oku, the Inner Chambers. This one is the Edo period, Japan, between 1603 and 1868. A strange new disease called the Red Face Pox has begun to prey on the country's men. Within 80 years of the first outbreak, the male population has fallen to a quarter of the total female population. Women have taken over all the roles traditionally granted to men, even that of the shogun. The men, precious providers of life, are carefully protected, and the most beautiful of the men are sent to serve in the shogun's inner chambers. This one being done by Studio Dean. The sources of manga, the genres are drama, romance, slice of life. The director is Noriyuki Abe, who did Arslan, Senki, and Bleach. And this was another one that will be a full dump on the Netflix, I think, on the 29th of this month. So, like, just before the season starts proper for most shows. So, sort of a, it's sort of a spring show. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It might be actually something I can check out before the, the season gets crazy. But, yeah, this is... This is honestly one of those ones where I'm like, this could be incredible or it could be extremely boring. <laughs> it's like, depending on what kind of story they have here, um, it, it, it's question marks all over my mind. Studio Dean is known for doing some really good period piece dramas. I mean, Shogun, Roku, Raku, Shinju, anybody. Um, so hopefully it's kind of the same caliber of portrayal as that. But yeah, I... So what are you thinking about World's End, the non-borderline hentai version? <laughs> the the Edo period the, world the end back, harem. Backwards world end? Um, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's it, it sounds very interesting. Uh, very... Um, one of the, I, I do like the concept of alternative history type things, and this, this seems like that's what they're trying to go for with this. Um, no, you didn't know that that actually happened. No, I'm just <laughs> so yeah, I, I I like the concept. I really am interested. I'd love to see what they're planning on doing with this. So yeah, I I'm I'm very much on board with this. I I really want to see what they do with it. Yeah, yeah. Visually, looks really good though. Um, I I've had my issue with the dean in the past. I mean, insert joke about uh, <laughs> Fate Stay Night and Unlimited Blade Works. Their rendition of that stuff, which was crap. But I think it was ever since like. Yeah, technically later Konosuba when you realize that goofy over-exaggeration animation was a part of it. But, like, getting into the aspect of non-comedic stuff, like I said with Showa, they can they can definitely pull off some really incredible and detailed stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, but at the same time, um, I, I just hope it's a really good story. Because otherwise something like this could be just too slow to the point where it's just obnoxious, so... We'll see. I don't know this one if this is one that they've actually listed a episode count yet. They don't have it on any chart, so I'm guessing an episode count has not been listed. I for some reason want to say they said eight, but again, I don't see it listed. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm 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 hesitantly excited for that one. <laughs> All right, let's get into some crazy stuff. Some absolutely crazy stuff. Dark gathering if i can get there there loop there the story centers on keitaro gintogu gintoga who has the ability to be a spirit medium in junior high school 
He got someone else wrapped up in a spirit possession accident incident and has been ever since been shut in for more than two years. As he reintroduced himself to society as a private tutor, he meets a genius girl named Yayoi Hauzuki. Yayoi is instantly able to tell that Keitaro has skill as a spirit medium, and she invites him to go with her to a haunted location. The two then start their journey capturing evil spirits. OLM is the studio that's working on it, the source is a manga. Jamas are horror, supernatural. The director is Ika, Ike, Hi, Ikehata Hiroshi, who did Magical Destroyers, uh, Tonikawa Over the Moon for You, Magical Circle Guru Guru. And series composition by Shigeru Murakoshi, who did work on Kagagori Twin, Gymnastic Samurai, and Zombieland Saga. So, really good team behind this one specifically. So, so what are you thinking of the lots of belly bulge tentacle in, inside Definitely bellies and not stuff? not that. Um, no. <laughs> I'm going to probably hold out a little while, and we'll find out if I should be watching this. But yeah, nah, it looks a bit dark. It looks insanely dark, and it, I don't know that it matches the style. Um, I, I think when we first heard about this show, like all we got really was a key art of the the main girl, and it she has a really cool design to her. Got the whole skull eyes thing going on. Um and yeah, when I I kind of assume this is gonna be like a goofy show or something, but no, it's like it's really dark. <laughs> it's extremely dark. I mean, it, and like I said, with the with the it seemingly every monster that attacks people in this seems like they just infest their stomachs and their bellies just go bulging out with what looks like tentacles or something. Um, it looks extremely unsettling. So I don't know. I, I'm 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 completely on board, but at the same time, I'm I'm not sure if the style is fitting for it. But we'll see. I mean, it could go dark humor, uh, but yeah, it it looks just flat out dark. I don't know. I, I I seem to be really crappy with the genre tags right now, so I will double check to make sure it doesn't have comedy in there. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's just supernatural horror. Um, no, just supernatural horror. I did not mess up this time. Yeah looks looks crazy i mean him running right there looks kind of a little doofy but that could just be the aspect that he's gonna be panicking and running away but yeah i'm probably gonna watch just for the sake of of the cute lolly uh fighter yayoi she looks she looks great who is this say you that's a good question uh she voiced tilty and magi revo oh it's a milico it's a milico <laughs> perfect voice She's got Sunshine from Shadow House voicing her, so Amilico, Amilico awesomeness right there. I'm for it. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a hesitantly excited for type show for me. So Dark Gathering, definitely checking that one out. All right, Chris, it is time the thighs. Time for the thighs. The thighs are here, and dang, are they pulling off the thighs in the trailer? Uh, Atelier Thiza, or as I guess the official name is Atelier Riza, Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout, or Riza no Atelier, Tokoyami no Juo to Himitsu no Kakurega. It's one of the story of Riza, a fledgling alchemist who escaped her boring daily life with her friends to pursue her dreams. Please see more in the classic. PS4, PS5, 
uh, Switch mobile phone version of Atelier Ryza. But no, uh, Leiden Films working on it. Is this the second or third show for Leiden Films this season? I keep I, I seem to remember running into <laughs> Leiden Films a lot. Uh, the source is, a, of course, a video game. And the genres are fantasy. The series composition by Yasu, uh, Yashichiro Takahashi, who did uh, Shakugan no Shana. So, good series composition writer, because I love Shana. But, yeah. Did you ever get very far in the game? I honestly got, like, through the introductory moments and then got sidetracked and never went back to play it. And this is, like, one of the few Rise or few Atelier games that I have not even gotten very far into. I got decently far into it. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those we every once in a while we get these and it, and I and I'm always excited about them um, because I I really want to support these franchises that I really love. But at the same time, I I, I always feel this kind of urge when I go to watch nice. it. I want to go and play the game, and right? it, the, I I so I might as well just go and play the game rather than uh, watch the show. So. Yes, I love it. I, I, it, in any other situation, I would probably be all over watching it. But at the same time, I know it's just going to drive me nuts because I'm going to want to watch play the game. So, take that for what it is. I love it. It looks fantastic. It's another one of the ateliers. I don't. I doubt that they're going to go through all three stories in one show. Just throwing it out there for you guys. So this is probably just going to be the first part. Well, yeah, it's the title. <laughs> isn't isn't that the title for the first game? I don't know. The Secret Hideout? Yeah, The Secret Hideout is the first game. Yeah, the um yeah, they're working on Ruin and Kenshin and also Bastard Heavy Metal, which I think they're releasing part two or something like that. So I think Bastard is already animated. I'm sure Ruin and Kenshin's been mostly animated, so technically a one and a half shows this season they're gonna be working on. So hopefully that doesn't cause cause problems. I'm I'm always conflicted with Atelier game or Atelier animes. Because I've watched a couple of them, of the animes, and um, one of them was specifically one that I already played at the time of watching the show, and I got, I quickly got bored of watching the show. I will admit, and maybe it's because I just wasn't paying close enough attention, but I've played most all the ones that were on the PS3. Um, at some point, I kind of dropped off from it all, but I've never been interested in the story of Atelier. This the Atelier series has always been about alchemy, gathering, and characters. Now, granted, they could nail the characters in the anime, and so it's going to be perfectly fine. But to make a show out of a story, and again, I have not finished Atelier Riza. Riza could have an amazing story, but typically in my history of Atelier games, the stories aren't that interesting. So I don't know. We'll see. The thighs might make it. I might excuse everything just it, for the thighs, but she, her, I don't know if the story is going to be that interesting unless I missed something. I haven't heard anybody say the story was great, but it no, has gone it, for three sequels or two sequels, so it, obviously it, there's something here. It goes in the same direction as most of the other Ateliers. It, Happy Go Lucky Girl uh, loves uh, alchemy, and she wants to do alchemy, and there's a reason why she has... She doesn't want adventure? She, of she course, wants she adventure. wants to adventure. That's part of the whole alchemy Thing for all of them so gotta go get materials <laughs> and this is coming from somebody who's literally played nearly every one of them i'm i can't wait to get the did you did you hear they're they're, they're rebooting the first one Again. so so there's Again. so they're they've remade that like three times now. <laughs> the first one the first first one or the ps3 the first, first, first one. one 
the first first one, Maria. Like the one way back in what was that? Was that Nintendo CD or something? Or Sega, Sega it, CD? Maybe Nintendo CD. I, Maria Atelier Maria. So there's hope that they're going to bring all of them up. But yeah, yeah, they they've re remastered the the first one on the PS3 like 15 times. So it's it, it was one of those things that always kind of struggled for a lot of people, including myself. That was that got into it with PS3 was like, can you guys bring back something before the PS3 era? <laughs> I know it's easier to just upgrade the the PS3 ones, but come on, so that's cool. That's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, that's that's one of those things because I think it Atelier got a lot of its popularity at at the point of PS3 and onward, and so a lot of people that were like longtime fans are like, yeah. I mean, the question mark is a lot of people give me is what about the ones that were before then, and it's always kind of a mixed bag of people suggesting them or not. So it'll be cool to have them upgraded, but. I don't know. The stories are great. It's barely upgraded, but yeah, it's upgraded. <laughs> just, just a emulated port, probably. No, it's it, they. They are upgrading it to kind of the two point five D type stuff, kind of like uh, Final Fantasy did when they were trying to figure out if they wanted to reboot those. So yeah, I tell your Thiza, that's um, definitely one I'll be checking out. So there you go. Moving on, let's get another another one of these out of here. We got we got we got to have a few of these every season, so why not? Another OP main character show. My unique skill makes me OP even at level 1. Or level 1 dakido uh unique skill de Saikyo dasu. Desu. Saito Ryota, a salaryman working for an ex- exploitative company, uh, exploitative company, sorry. Uh, suddenly finds himself inside an unfamiliar dungeon in a strange world where monsters drop all sorts of items as loot. With the help of a girl he happens to run into named Emily, uh, he's able to check his own stats and finds that all of them, both physical and magical, are at rank F. The weakest, if you did not guess. What's more, his level is stuck at 1. The lowest, if you did not guess. Real time, like these parents, like you gotta throw in a parenthesis so you know that's that's not good. <laughs> it's like, and he also died, parentheses, which is bad. <laughs> Anyways, Ryota is on the verge of utter despair, um, Zetsubo, but then he learns that he also has drop skill all S, the most powerful unique skill there is. Can Ryota manage to survive in this bizarre world? The strongest and weakest adventures of all is about to begin. Studio is Yokohama Animation Loud Lab and Cloud Hearts. Super. I don't know. It, it's based on that synopsis. It seems like it has a an interesting twist to it. Visually, it doesn't look good. I, I do like the the Hammer Girl. I, I have a thing for cute girls with massive weapons. It's just a it's a thing, but contrast, Andrew. It's contrast. Yeah. Contrast. No, I. So it, it and then I'm getting the idea of him just being able to, as long as he does the last hit, he get they get the overabundant drop is what I'm gathering. Uh, but it looks like he's killing stuff. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what where this goes, but. Hey, I don't care. I whatever excuse to to get cute girls and 
characters doing whatever dungeon they want to do. Well, that's the frustrating thing, because, yeah, it, it, the synopsis kind of gives you the indication that, like, he's super weak. And then literally the PV shows him fighting just fine. So it's like, I guess he's just fighting really weak stuff, and he's getting mass. I, my my. Either that it or says she's, drop she's, skill all S. So he's probably going to get like OP skills from just killing random weak mobs and that's going to make him OP. And then thus the whole setup is useless because he becomes OP anyways. Well, I was going with more along the lines of they were, um, they're, they're weakening it and then he's finishing them off. Yeah. Until he gets OP because like it even shows him getting attacked and it like doesn't even hurt him. So I'm guessing he's going to get like super invulnerable skill or something like that. Um, and apparently King Kong attacks the town. Um, I, eh, we'll see. We'll see if the unique skill drop thingy is enough to make it somewhat interesting. Apparently he gets a revolver, so. I I, I guess it didn't really indicate if he's able to go back to the previous world, because it says while he's, um, while he's working, he finds himself in a familiar dungeon. So it's like, is he going to go back or is he stuck there? I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I will. It does specifically say that he can't level up, so you would Im- that would yeah. imply that none of his skills are going up either. So that's that's if the skills require leveling. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, we'll see. I it, it can't it can't. I I I'm sure it'll be fine. I, I'm gonna have fun with it. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. It's it'll gonna be, fine. be Daijobu right. show. It's gonna be Daijobu show. You're a generic isekai main character OP. I I'm I'm. What's with all the heiresses? I don't know if I'm more frustrated with the idea of the trend of OP main characters or the trend of the title is I'm super weak, but then they have cheat skill that makes them overpowered. So it's like, just call them overpowered. It doesn't, it's okay. You can admit that you're OP. Anyways, the most heretical last boss queen from Villainous to Savior, or, oh my gosh, this title. Higeki no Ginkyo to Naru Saikyo Gido Last Boss Jo wa Tami no Tame ni Sukushi Oh my almost I almost had it. <laughs> I almost had it. Sukushimasu. <laughs> uh Pride Royal Ivy is only eight years old. When she realizes Cut that her she's, hair. When she realized that she's been reincarnated destined to become the future wicked queen and final boss of an Atome game. She's got all this in the new life. Razor sharp wit, boss tier powers, the influence over the kingdom as crown princess, determined to sow despair and destruction across the land. She, wait, what kind of rotten future is that? Princess Pride decides to drop the uh, maniacal villainous plan and protect the male love interest instead, cheating her way to saving everyone she can with the final boss end up, will the final boss end up earning the adoration of her kingdom? Question mark. OLM team Yoshioka is working on it. Sources light novel genres are fantasy romance and the series composition by the famous, amazing Hitomi Mueno. So there you go. I always like to point out Hitomi Mueno because she's great. So and I'm not gonna list everything that she's done because it's too many good stuff. So, Chris, are you into the heretical last boss queen? Absolutely. I'm, I mean, we've got a combination between um, our bookworm and we've got Edis 
you know, just kind of getting together and making this main character. And she's going to be realizing that she doesn't want to be the bad guy. She wants to be the ultimate good guy. And we have all these other characters coming together. And for some stupid reason, the platinum hair girl cut her hair. And that destroyed the entire thing. And so I'm never going to watch this show. I thought that was a guy. Is it a guy? If it's a guy, then it's all right. He cut his hair. (laughs) It's all right. Yeah, this is the one that, like, when I first seen the the first announcement, I was like, wait, is that is that like some weird spinoff from A Sentence of Bookworm? She looks like mine. Um, no, it's not. But yeah, it, it is yet another villainous sekai. But I, I have to be truthful here. Recently, I kind of realized that I, I've, I'm never really ever disappointed in villainous sekais. They're, they're typically any sekai. It's, it's a subgenre of these sekais that typically does, does a lot of really interesting stuff with the characters and their routes, even though the basic setup is the same. It's a Atome game. Villainous character is the bad guy. Insert path to be not killed. Um, <laughs> I will say with this one specifically, the the PV looks really dark at times. And I'm not sure if that's just them going, okay, this is what happens in the actual game where she does something really terrible. And I'm not going to do that. So maybe it's just that. I'm not sure. Yeah, because it like, shows them right there fighting. Um, unless she's kind of got it wrapped and she's uh, a he and... I don't know. Anyways, it could be a girl. <laughs> could be a really, really tough boy or tough girl, or it could be a boy. But yeah, it, it looks good. I'm, I'm definitely interested in it. I'm, I was kind of surprised to see that it's got romance as one of the main genres, and I guess technically that can fall into that because if she's trying to help the main male lead, there could probably be a romance that kind of builds from that. The the second key art they released for it definitely kind of indicates that that connection that she might have. But obviously, the, the initial setup is going to be to to kind of point her life into the proper direction. Now, the thing that I'm curious about is with all of these, they always kind of start out with the aspect of, OK, I'm before things go to crap, I can correct the path now. It sort of indicates at some point that she when she realizes it, everybody's kind of still afraid of her. So there's going to be that aspect that she's probably already done some bad things before she realized who she is. And so there might be an aspect of her trying to correct people's perceptions of her. And maybe she has done some bad things in the past and she's going to have to correct that. So I'll be curious how this one's going to handle that aspect of, okay, you correct the path, but then what? That's always the question mark for a lot of them. And um, I'll be curious to see what they do with this one. Like the, the one that we had, like, uh, what was it? Winter season was just really kind of focused on okay, now I'm going to get with the, the the demon lord and I'll just chill with him. That was kind of their interesting, unique aspect that they took it. So, we'll see. That's the most heretical last boss. I think that's the end of the one that's going to be high dive. All right. Let's get into some uh, rom-com. Let's get, let's get some rom-com in here. Not very much this season, but we got, we got some rom-com here. Anybody want some rom-com? The Dreaming Boy is a realist. Or Yamimiru... Danchi wa Ginjitsu Shugisha. This one is Saijo Wataru, who is deeply in love with his beautiful classmate, Natsukawa Aika, is continuing his, to approach her without getting discouraged while having dreams about her, their mutual love. However, one day he woke up thinking, I'm not really fit to be together with someone as good as her. Huh. Upon realizing this, Wataru started keeping an, uh, an appropriate distance towards her. 
much to Aika's surprise. Could it be that he hates me now? Did his intentions slip by her because she was getting impatient after arriving at the wrong conclusion? This is the start of a rom-com revolving around two people who just can't get their feelings across and both think their love is unrequited. So, unrequited. Studio is Gokumi and Axis, the source's light novel. The genres are comedy, romance, and the director is Kazuomi Koga, who did Rent a Girlfriend Season 2. Uh, a series composition by Michiko Yokote. So there's a good, ser- again, another really fantastic series composition writer. She's, I want to start. She's cute. I, I'm sorry, the, the little, I don't know, she has to use the bathroom jiggle that she does at some point, and the, and the PV's really super cute. Um, they're really nailing her art style. But dang if I'm like, the premise of the show is literally the worst aspect of rom-coms. It's lack of communication. The whole premise is they can't tell each other properly their feelings. Um... It's kind of annoying because it's literally unrequited love. She keeps pushing him away. She's total Sundete. He gives up, and then suddenly she's like, "Wait, wait! I like him. Why is he not? Why is he not chasing after me no more?" Um, because they can't communicate. It is kind of depressing that it literally is set up on the idea that he's like, you know, look, I, I'm giving up. Like she deserves better, and then suddenly it's like, but she's technically always liked him. It's like, well, then why, why the Sundete act? This is why Sunday is evil, <laughs> but Andrew still loves him. <laughs> I actually, I as I as I was kind of considering the concept of it. I mean, yeah the 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 idea of the just talk to each other, maybe open you'll figure your something. mouth, <laughs> yeah, open your mouth in my talk. Head. But I do kind of like the fact, the idea of him doting on her for a long time and her ignoring him and him finally get moving on, making her realize that, hey, maybe she, she actually did like him all the, the whole time. I kind of like that. And, and so I kind of want to see how this works out. Um, the other characters in there lead me to be, believe that some of these other girls are going to start doting on him. Oh, got to be. Um, so be it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. So, I, hey, I'm all for harem, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to watch it either way. Either way, he's going to watch it. I was going to check. Um, I got in trouble for apparently because I missed uh, Goddess Dormitory. I, I Since I didn't. Oh, you didn't up. watch Goddess Dormitory. I forgot about that. Thanks I, for reminding yeah, me. Yeah, I, I got in trouble <laughs> for it. I was get. I, 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 I happened to see some comments. I was like, whoa, oh, Chris didn't watch. Wow, yeah, I kind of missed it. So, Well, that one was... I was hoping to catch up on it, and I never did. I, I got Was that an early episodes. high dive, or was that a late pickup? I seem to remember it was difficult to come across for some reason. I don't remember if it was because... Um, high dive. I think high dive picked it up late. I think that was why it was so. We, we like I literally had to go out of my way to get it, if I remember correctly, or it was censored and I wanted to get the uncensored version. I forget what it was, but um, yeah. The the say you for the main girl is new, <laughs> literally new. Like the only thing she's done is one character and um the the rifle one Chidori RSC and um a character in Voyage. So interesting. Interesting. 
New Seiyus, always always interesting. All right, let's let's move on from the Dreaming Boy is a realist to another harem show. One harem after another. Are you ready, Chris, for yes, the love hina of, of the season? We're going back. We're going back in time to the year 2000 to the world of guy gets stuck in a dorm with a bunch of hot girls. Insert edgy. Tempuru. No one can live on loneliness. I know. I'll become a monk. Akagami Akimitsu has spent his days and nights absorbed in studying and part-time work in an effort to distance himself from his family, which is notorious as a household of philanderers. One day, he falls in love at first sight with a girl named Alba Yuzuki, and suddenly he's constantly drowning in worldly desires, hoping to fight back against these his genes and live a more stoic life. He enters a temple only to find out that it's a convent filled with gorgeous girls. So begins a new rom-com about a temple life of three adorable triplets and two beautiful freeloaders. Poor you. Poor you. I always love it. We, we It's been a long time since so we can have these types of shows where we go at the end of it and go, poor you. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. These, these, these like pure dumb harem shows have been pretty uh non-existent lately if, if you think about it it used to be very prominent and now they've kind of disappeared but yeah he, he wants to go have this life of like you know peace celibacy, and, and, celibacy gonna, yeah, and, and he enters this temple realizes there's a bunch of hot girls there and goes eh guess i'll stay here <laughs> It's like just leave. Like, no, just he just wants to complain about how he's gonna he's not gonna be able to be celibate with all these girls the entire time. You think he's gonna complain insert, the whole time? Insert insert poor you. Do you think he's gonna complain the whole time, or is it gonna be one of those things where he goes, uh, somebody ends up going like his father or grandfather's like, oh no, the temple's all yours. I give it to you, and now you have to take care of it. And that that makes that makes to where all the girls have to deal with him, even if they want to be Sundete. Yeah, like, he's gonna oh, have crap, to have some reason. He's gonna have some reason that he has to stay there. I have to say, character animation here and there is really dumb looking. So I, I'm gonna go with Chris on the reins of Spellblades on this one. Of characters look a little wonky at times. Not that I expect much from Studio Gecko. But it's not looking too great. And honestly, with a show like this, it's got to look good because, yeah, hot girls. But yeah, there's your another etchy show, another fantastic etchy show with um, existing, <laughs> existing Tempuru. Check that out if you want some etchy. Let's move on. Let's move on to some dark mystery stuff and the girl in a birdcage. Undead murder farce. The 19th century, a world inhabited by vampires, golems, werewolves, and other paranormal creatures. Immortal beauty and disembodied head Ayarindo, along with half-human, half-demon, demon killer Su uh, Sugaru Shunichi and her loyal maid Shizuku Heisei. Hase, travel through Europe as supernatural detective the cage user solving supernatural mysteries while she searches for her lost body. 
Lappin tracks the studio going to be working on this one. The source is a novel. The genres are mystery, supernatural. Director Shinichi Omata, who did Kaguya-sama Love is War, Shogun Roku Raku Shinju. Series composition by Noboru Takagi, who did Inspector, Golden Kamu, Kingdom, and Legend of Galactic Heroes. So damn good director and series composition writer. <laughs> damn good. Uh, just the director alone. Like Kaguya-sama and Showa. God, he's good. He's so freaking good. Uh, anyways, yeah. Undead murder farce. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you like Chris? How do you like that best girl in a cage? Guess best girl in a, in a bird cage. She's just chilling in there. She's going squawk, squawk, come out, you know, let me out. Yeah, it all looks good. Does she, if she, can she fly if her ears flutter? Maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm assuming because it kind of indicates, yes, she's sort of a, an immortal beauty. I'm wondering if, the PV sort of gives me an indication that they're going to test some random guy to join them, which I'm guessing is the half-human, half-demon, demon killer. Um, and I'm guessing she may possibly have the ability to bestow immortality to other people, and so that's why they have some weird, like, very uh, creepy-looking kiss at the end. <laughs> like, shows him, like, this is the one that everybody was like, how is this still on YouTube? Um, because, like, literally he just, like, takes her out of the cage, and then, like, they have this whole, like, pulling her in for the kiss. And it almost looks like she got blood coming out of her mouth, so I'm assuming that maybe she transferred blood to. It could be a healing. She's a syrup. vampire. Maybe she Duh. gives. Maybe she gives blood to heal wounds, or maybe she's able to bestow immortality. But no, I'm super interested in this one. I love mystery supernatural series like this. So, yeah, if it's, I don't. I I seem to remember the source material was pretty. Um, pretty, pretty high rated on Mal. Not that that's an indication of how good it is, but if it, it if it somehow manages to, uh, I guess, <laughs> get out of that typical six to seven range that everything's in, it sort of gives you some indication. But uh, adaptation of this one, which is not ranked. Okay, never mind. Maybe it's something else that I checked out. We'll see. We'll see. It looks it looks good though. Animation looks decent and everything, so hopefully Lapin Track does a really good job of it. Alright, uh the Masterful Cat is depressed again today. Our second Gohan's show of the season. So Chris, bear with the beginning part. You gotta have the Gohan Gohan's they think this looks cool opening before they get to the actual content of the trailer. Uh this one is Dekiru Dekiru Neko wa Kyo Mo Yutsu. This one is when Saku took in a stray cat. She never expected that he would become an equivalent of a housekeeping life partner. But Yukichi, a giant cat who towers over Saku, is not your ordinary feline. He takes great pride in his culinary skills and a good sale at the market, supermarket always gets his whiskers twitching. Saku might not have her act together yet, but at least she has Yukichi. Gohan's working on it, like I said earlier. Source of web manga. Genres are uh, comedy supernatural. Chief director, again, is uh, the one that worked on K and Mardok Scramble. Regular director, again, is the one that worked on Handshakers and Project Scarred. Yeah, this one looks really good. <laughs> I don't know why it just looks really good. And I think it's because the voice of the cat. He's got the, Of course he's got to have, like, the deepest gruffy voice. It's, um, what was it? Oh, it was Chad from Bleach. It's got Chad from Bleach. And so it's like, 
that gruffy deep voice going on with it is so great so but yeah it, it's, it's got a cute concept to it i think the only thing that really has me having some pause pun not intended some pause to the show is i've never been a fan of lazy office worker comes home and drinks beidou and and pachus and is lazy and but I think the cat's going to sell it for me. The cat looks really cool. as <laughs> I'm stretching in the bed and everything. Um, it could be really cute. And I'm hoping it, it's got that kind of value to it. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. He, they, they were reversing roles. He was holding up a some food of some sort. And she was reaching for it. It was... Yeah, like a cat jumping around. Yeah. Yeah, he's also Apius from Rankin of Kings. If you guys don't know who Shadow is in Bleach, um, he's got he's got a pretty he's no he's no Kendra Suda, but he's he's good, dude. If they had he's, Kendra Suda is, doing this, he is would... a very common. He he does have a very very distinct voice that you hear very in quite a few shows. If they had Kendra Suda the cat, this would be anime of the season. Guile, guile. Oh, uh, Hozuki. Hozuki no Aitetsu. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Besides CGI cars and helicopters and all that kind of stuff. Just like with uh, what I was talking about with um, the girl who forgot her glasses. It's just you're just going to have to get past those intros and it'll get to the good stuff. So, looking forward to it. All right. All right. The Masterful Cat is depressed again today. Next one we have is the show that Andrew is already quick passing. Because it's introducing two concepts that Andrew cannot stand. But he'll check it out anyways. <laughs> Sweet reincarnation. Okashi na Tensei. A boy named Pastry is set to become the next lord of the distute dominion of Mortuln. Mortuln? He's known for having remarkable talent for his age, and it just happens he is a genius pastry chef with a promising future in his previous life. He still retains his determination to make sweets that will make everyone smile. Even after reincarnating as pastry, did he wake up in his new life and say, call me pastry, or is that just it happened? They're like, you know what, let's call this kid pastry. I know what we should name our son. What is it, dear? pastry that's brilliant <laughs> she's all tired and probably on a bunch of like muscle relaxers and she's like yes your pastry anyways um but many challenges stand before him including bandits attacking his domain malicious and eccentric nobles an unfortunate financial situation and land so barren even water is scarce the only weapon he has to fight them with are his own ingenuity and love for making sweets. Hey, bandits! Have some pastries from pastry! Yes, we will no longer attack. Can pastry succeed in bringing happiness to the land? Probably. Because he's an OP main character. Uh, studio is Synergy SP. Source is a light novel. Genres are fantasy, gourmet... I didn't know that was a genre. And slice of life. Yeah. Shrug for Andrew. I will watch it, but shrug. Uh, for those who don't know, one of the most annoying things in a lot of these isekais is the I make an incredibly yummy food from modern times and everybody goes, 
oh, umoy. And then they have to go and feed it to somebody else. And they go, umoy. even even though I love Kuma, 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 Kuma Bear, I even had that with a recent episode where literally she went around and gave everybody the shortcake she made. And it's like literally they spent an entire episode. I knew exactly going to what he was talking about when he Going said into that. the entire past cast to have everybody that's ever show up in the show try the shortcake. It's like, please. Move on. All he said was, as much as I love it, I knew he was going to to hit uh, Kuma Kuma. I mean, this is a recent there. example, but this is like a common thing is that we make yummy food yeah. from our time. And like, I don't know, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw another example out and it's going to be another me just gloating on another series. So I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm interested. I I I, I love the isekai. Um, I and I don't mind the, the food stuff. So. I might be able to enjoy this. Um, I'm, eh, not a lot to keep me outside of that. The those two things, um, and I'm not sure that that's going to be enough to make me want to watch the show. So, we'll see if it if it can pull something together that actually gets me kind of super excited. We'll go, we'll go with it. Am I? I can I can just hear them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Breeze Freak. Reincarnation, there you go. Another one that I'm just kind of not feeling, but yeah, The Great Cleric. This one is Seija Muso, Salaryman, Isekai de Ikinokuru Tame ni Ayomo Michi. Can a former salaryman become a peerless in another world? A salaryman was shot to death just before earning a promotion and a god decided to reincarnate him in another world as a 15-year-old healer named Lucille. On top of that, the country he was born into seems to hate healers. Feeling that he's in danger, Lucille visits the Adventures Guild in hopes of becoming himself, uh, or to keep himself safe. But the training is much harder than he expected, and every day he's forced to drink a mysterious beverage called Substance X. Wait. This life doesn't seem to have anything to do with being a healer. The day-to-day life of super most, uh, masochistic back-from-the-dead healer begins with this with his very survival on the line. It's a really weird synopsis. Wait. He's a super masochistic healer? What? I'm guessing the day-to-day life of a super masochistic back-from-the-dead healer begins. And he's eating, he's drinking a substance X every single day and training because everybody hates healers and he joined the adventure guild. It, it, I think the, another synopsis I read, if I remember, if it's the same show, it, it, it they sometimes blend together. Another one sort of indicated there's like this, this, they see his, the, some person from this one group sees his potential as a healer and then starts to train him. So kind of indicated that he didn't really have a choice. But yeah, uh, Yokohama Animation Labs working on it with Cloud Hearts, the source of light novel. Genres are fantasy. And the series composition by Kichiro Uchi, who did Girlfriend, Girlfriend, and Demon Girl Next Door. So there you go. I don't know. Well, very bizarre. Maybe that might be an aspect that when I do watch it, it's actually good, but... I, I think my big problem is there's a couple of aspects of the art style that I don't like in the presentation of the show. 
And I don't think I like the main character. <laughs> Just based on the PV, I don't like the yeah, main I'm character. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling the artwork. I'm not feeling the kind of way that they're presenting, like Andrew was saying. Um there's a bunny girl though. Yeah, and she's probably the she's probably yes, she's the there's adventure girl clerk. It's always the adventure guild clerk that I like. In the, there's a <laughs> there's an oh ho ho. So I there there's there's a little bit of hope for this show, but as it stands right now, I'm not really sure. I I hope so, really, do, because I I I am really really pining for the idea of a um, a, a healer isekai. A healer isekai. That's okay. I'm, we have one really fantastic one that's getting a sequel. We got one that ha- it is getting a sequel. Okay. Yeah, and Saint Magic Powers Omnipotent. Th- she was that I absolutely would love. She was tech- <laughs> yeah, that's get a sequel. But yeah, that that was one that I liked so. But yeah, it's it's always like a, you always kind of wanted a healer type show or fantasy show where it follows a healer. But yeah, it just doesn't seem like they, I mean, I can see how it can kind of be boring. <laughs> so I understand that it's not like the most like gripping storyline. I healed the person. No, yeah, I, I, I seen one that, uh, if it, if it, it was just a thing that popped up on my screen recently maybe it was on my discord or, or on discord or something they, they don't mess with the healer uh is this a is this a thing i want to see it I, I, I if this is a show if this is an, a manga i want to read it so yeah that 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 would be awesome oh you mean radio healer no <laughs> <laughs> that that's true i really different. do need to go and watch that yeah that was a uh, that was definitely different um from what little i've seen so eventually i'll watch it all right, all right. Maybe one of these days, Sentai can send me a review copy. The Gene of AI, or AI no Edenshi. Humanity's dream, crystal humanoid technology. They have illnesses just like humans, but treatment options are quite different. The troubled AIs band together, and the new doctor at a facility, Pseudo, bears witness. It's very very uh subtle synopsis studio madhouse is working on it sources of manga genres are drama sci-fi suspense director is yuzo sato which i forgot to write down what he's done but i think he's good (laughs) i didn't write down what they did but i wrote him down so he's obviously good um i think that was the one that's done like a lot of older stuff so this is like a veteran of this uh of anime don't quote me on that but yeah, I, I think another synopsis I end up kind of picking around for sort of indicate this is kind of a story where you have uh, sort of this doctor that works on cyborgs and AIs and, and robots that have their own issues. But it's sort of going to be the aspect of him working behind the scenes and undercover in a lot of cases to deal with situations in ways that can't be public. So, I don't know, like more... I think Joker did that, if I remember correctly. This idea of the underground doctor. Because, it, like, one scenario they give, and they sort of show a couple shots of it in the, the PV, if you watch the PV, um, of this one guy that has him try to fix his wife, which or fix his cy- the this guy's cyborg. And what you sort of find out is that the guy illegally backed up her his wife's data or something like that, and it's kind of corrupted, or he accidentally put a virus in it. So it's going to get a lot in that aspect of he's tr- can he help or is he going to not help because of the situation being technically not allowed in society and 
what kind of difficulty he's going to run into. This synopsis sort of indicates this idea of AIs banding together and him witnessing it. So is it the AI rising up against the humans because they mistreat them or something like that? It's got a lot of potential in here. And we've been I've, I've been watching this show for quite a while, ever since it was announced. And I've been sort of intrigued by the concepts behind it. My takeaway so far is I'm getting sort of a mixture of Plastic Memories and Time of Eve. Where Plastic Memories is the concept of these people going out and dealing with situations of cyborgs and AIs on a daily basis. And whereas Time of Eve is a story about sort of blending what is human and what is not. Can you tell something is a human or if it's an AI? That kind of stuff. Hum humanizing AI. So, your thoughts? Because I just talked like crazy. Do you want to talk to? Uh, I was trying to think of how I'm... The idea behind this is very interesting. I really am, would love a, a show that really is deep diving into AI and exploring how that's going to change change the world. And maybe this is the one. Um, but I'm afraid that this one is going to get stuck on the fix fix a problem thing. And I don't know that I really care to watch a show like that. So it we'll see if if this is a show that Chris needs to watch. Chris hates doctors. Yes, Chris Print hates it. doctors. All right. The I don't know where that came gene... from, but yes, Chris hates doctors because Andrew said so. Because they fix things. You said you don't like the idea of getting into fixing things. So doctors do. They fix things. The gene of AI. Check that out if that's interesting to you. Ayaka is our next one. Ayaka. And that's it. This is That's the title. Ayaka. This, I want stupid fun. The story follows Yukito Is Yanagi. this stupid fun? I don't think so. An Damn. orphan who one day encounters an eccentric disciple of his father's. The strange man, the strange man, takes him to his birthplace on. He looks Aka stupid. Ayakajima, Ayakajima, yeah, Ayakajima, made up of seven islands where mysterious beings called Mitama, nice, and dragons are. <laughs> Kamikatsu, sorry, Kamikatsu Mitama has invaded Ayaka, uh, and dragons are rumored to reside. There, Yukito meets his father's two other disciples. We got more. Who protect the, the harmony of Ayakachima. Why, why do I feel like I say that wrong? Which soon threatens to collapse. So a guy goes to island where he finds a bunch of his dad's disciples and they protect the Ayakachima. Cool. Pretty boy yeah, show. I'm it's a pretty boy show. I'm, I'm really not it's Just say that. it's a pretty boy show. It's, <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty boy show. It's, that's all you need to know. It's a pretty boy show. And you'll know exactly what the show is. It's a pretty boy show. Um, just waiting for them. To I'm get sure they're going to look. Start they're hot. Gonna, they're going to sing a song. They're, they're super sing a song. hot. They got tons of like highlights. They're super hot. It's it's, it's a pretty boy show. They're, they're, wow. That was. They looked like there was a girl right there, but I it's probably it a guy. It was probably a guy. It's probably a dude. It's a dude. There. It's a dude. It's totally. It's got to be a dude. I don't know. You know, it looks kind of like a girl. It could be a she girl. Might be a flower in a desert. <laughs> it's got a flower. Um, Ayaka, check that out if you want. Pretty boys. Oh, look, they held hands. Oh, crap. The creator of this original series is Gora, who, of course, did the K series. So, okay. I take most of that back. I mean, I'm not, not saying that K series is mind-blowing, but I really enjoyed it. So, at least my curiosity is peaked there. 
So I will check it out. Uh, let's move on to something actually pretty interesting. Like every season I have at least one show where I look into it and find something in there that's like going, hey, this this could be something of a, you got to keep your eye out for. Just ignore the CGI. Uh, Sin Duality Noir. The year is 2222. 2222. Uh, it has been years. Just wait years until of the February 22nd. 2022. No, it's 2002. It's the no, the 22nd yeah. of February of 2022. It said the year is 2222. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying. It, it, just wait until it, it probably will oh, start. You mean on February 22nd, 22nd of 2022. February. Okay, gotcha. There you go. Anyways, uh, it has been years since <laughs> Tears of the New Moon, a video game, came out. No, Tears of the New Moon. A mysterious rain poured out or poured and wiped out most of the entire human race. The poisonous rain gave birth to deformed creatures devouring humans, and humanity fled from the dangers. As means of survive, surviving, the humans uh, then built an underground haven, uh, Amasia. That's a weird name. Why would you call it Amasia? Of all the names you can give it, you gave it, oh, let's call it Amasia. I'm making fun of what people name things now. In the newly built dystopian city, and in pursuit of maintaining their existence, they run into an artificial intelligence named Magus. Uh, not knowing how things will work out between them, the story is of, is of how humans and AI coincide and try to find their truth. Truths begin. Whatever that means. Yeah, okay, so... All right, give me the, the insight. The interesting thing here, it's being done by 8-Bit. 8-Bit does decent job. Obviously not good at CGI, because the CGI in this isn't great it's not terrible there's a few shots that are like woof but most of it's okay cgi um it's based on a game director is yusuke yamamoto who worked on knights of magic encouragement of climb and budokan which are all great shows serious composition by takashi uh awashima which is great the creator this is the weird part this is the really weird part that i still can't figure out the creator is hajime kamoshida who worked on Bunny Girl Senpai, Just Because, and Sakurasau. So somebody that is really well known for rom-coms and sort of supernatural romance shows is doing a mecha show. It's weird. But it does sort of give me a lot of promise because, yes, granted, there is a f there was a couple stories in Bunny Girl Senpai that I didn't care for. But overall, it's a really good writer for a lot of that stuff. And just because it was fantastic as well, I have my own beast with Sakurasau, but I can admit that I really enjoyed it for most of the time. So it's a really good writer, really good creator. Just, this is a massive departure to go to AI, sci-fi, mecha. I'm certain there's probably going to be a romance element to it. They, they look like they have the Curl Falls from the Sky element in there somewhere. I'm sure she's probably the AI that he's gonna save and then he has to connect with the ai girl and because she's super hot because you do that with super hot mysterious ai girl I'll, does that if i watch it it'll be for for the robot girl <laughs> the robot girl well, the girl yeah, I, the cute girl that puts in the core of the machine and empowers it for the hero to fight i mean i mean some of the other girls look cute but the the robot girl but, but no it, i don't know oh stereo drive foundation's doing music for it too there you go yeah I, like i said my my biggest my biggest hang up here is 
just a weird departure for the creator. Now, granted, I am all for creators departing from what they get stuck in. He's been doing rom-coms and romance shows for a while now, so good on him for breaking out from that. Um, I don't know how much is involved. I don't even know if this is a mobile game or if it's a... Yeah, I want to say uh, that I see it pop up on my Steam stuff. I think I want to say I've seen it pop up on my Steam here and there. It's on it's on Steam. I want to say so. Um, Senduality. This is a PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X and S, releasing in Japan on 2023. So, oh, there is a Windows version too. So, Bandai Namco Entertainment. So, again, very very. Very interesting departure for the writer, but that's the thing that's obviously, despite the fact that I have that little factor with the CGI, I'm like, I'm going to push through it because this writer, this writer does good work. Like I said, I really like Just Because. Now, I will say that I have an issue with Just Because and Sakura-san and the idea that the ending choice always bugs the hell out of me, but that's aside from the point. All right, let's move on to uh, our last show here. Level one, Demon Lord, and one room hero. Or level one, Mao to one room Yusha. After his embarrassing defeat at the hands of a brave hero, the Demon Lord is back and ready for revenge. But after ten years apart, the hero, Max, isn't a dashing do-gooder the Demon Lord remembers. In fact, Max is turned into a shut-in slob with no interest in an epic rematch. Can the Demon Lord whip his former nemesis back into shape? Or will he be defeated by the hero-turned-couch-potato once again and join him in his lazy life? See, so is Silverlink and Blade as well. The source is a web manga. The genres are comedy and fantasy. The series composition by Yoshia Ono, who did Mushoku Tensei Java's Reincarnation Season 2, or is doing it, and Shadow House and Promised Neverland. So, another rare high-dive show for the next season, so... What do you think, Chris? I, I want to say that we talked about this one a while back when it was announced, but it completely caught me off guard when it suddenly popped up in this list. I'm like, oh, so this is happening. <laughs> it's finally coming out. Uh, I really love the concept of it. And yes, I predicted it and it was completely true. The moment I when I was going to go watch the trailer for this, I'm like, it's it's totally going to be Uzaki. That, that voice, that little runt is going to be Uzaki-chan. And sure enough, yes, same say you. I'm like, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> Little itty bit like uh, Jahisama. She was Jahisama as well. And like, it's got to be Jahisama. It's Jahisama. So it's got an interesting concept to it. It almost reminds me of something like, um, obviously, Yusubi. Was it Yusubi? The one with the hero that got a part time job, that kind of concept. So I, I kind of like the concept like that. Jahisama was technically the same demon lore that's beat and then becomes just a regular person in a small apartment. Or Demon Lord, Demon Lord, um, part time, <laughs> part time, <laughs> Devil's a part timer, uh, that kind of concept. What's going good? Absolutely, I, I'm, I'm on board. I absolutely want to watch it. Can't wait. It, it, this needs to start already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Level one, Demon Lord, and one room hero, and that's it for the new shows. Uh, of course, we have returning shows. Get ready for Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen's coming back. Are you excited? Did you even watch the first season? No. You didn't. That's right. I, I was. I was. Did you even start it? Yes. Yes. You just fell off really early. I think. Cause I think you did the first impressions with me. But yeah, I, I watched. So my opinion, I, I the first season animation is great. Of course, Mappa does an incredible job. Animation is really fantastic. Great fight scenes. 
But the story fell off for me very quickly. I did like some of the characters later on, like the the fish guy that always talks in fish. And I, I really enjoyed him in the movie as well. The movie was a lot better story-wise with the characters and stuff. My hope for season two is it's apparently going to be a lot more about Gojo. And to be honest, again, besides the, the guy that can't talk, the fish guy, Gojo's the only character I really care about. Like, I I don't find any of the characters very interesting, but Gojo's, like, super cool. So if I can get more Gojo, I'm on board. So we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, as usual, it looks really cool with the fight scenes. So Mappa v. Mappa. Yes, it is time, Chris. Are you ready? Are you ready for it to come back? After what feels like so long, Mushoku Tensei Java's Reincarnation is finally back with season two, probably part one. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's probably going to be part one. Probably. Um, yeah, are you are you pretty hype seeing this come oh, back? for sure. I, I will. I cannot express how there's much the hair. Hype. I'm so bugged by the hair. Why is it hair? It's not hair. <laughs> just bugs me it's not supposed to be hair i get to be that person now chris i'm so happy i get to be that person that says it's not like you're, the source material no, no, no. they changed no. it from punsu to the hair they changed it <laughs> yeah that pretty much because i've been reading on in the light novels i i will be covering the show and doing impressions but i will probably be doing like like comparisons, what skipped kind of content, because obviously I can't really do an impressions and go, hmm, I predict that this is going to happen. And I'm like, hoo hoo, I predicted it because <laughs> I read it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm still going to cover it. I'm still going to have a lot of fun with it. But yeah, um, I'm almost to the point where I think most people are predicting the second season is going to get to. I'm almost completed. So I probably will be able to watch the whole season two with knowledge of the novel. Which makes me feel pretty proud. But no, I will admit, season two trailer's not looking as Fits polished as season one. Are you, I haven't gotten your impressions on the trailer yet. Are you Are you having the same feeling most people are where it's like, it's just not as polished as season one? Like, it does look like they have kind of taken down the notch quite a few notches to not get crazy with the animation anymore. I mean, it doesn't look bad, but it's not, it's not as good as gorgeous as the trailers for the first season, to be fair. I, I don't think it looked bad. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 at this point, I kind of trust them. I, I guess it does kind of look, eh, it doesn't look bad. It really doesn't to me. It, it just looks right there at the point of where it would, would be a solid, but not, over killing themselves i mean i think that they went nuts on the first season <laughs> oh yeah so. and I think that's, the, that's the thing it's like it's it doesn't look bad it's just it doesn't look like season one and season was was really good and it's like those aspects of like i almost want to go back and just watch a few episodes of the first season to go am i just do i have like nostalgia like especially right there with um with guy that shall not be named his name i don't know that it's spoiler to say what his name is because we haven't even met him yet you'll know what his name is when you meet him um <laughs> the little shot right here was sold at it's like it it just looks bad like he doesn't even look like he almost fits in the shot there should be a million of these lizards by the way because in that scene there's a lot of lizards and they only show one lizard um it just looks it doesn't look polished and that's my big concern if the trailer doesn't look polished it makes me concerned about how the rest of the show is going to look the story is still going to be incredible because the story is incredible, but 
it does have my it does have my little it makes me believe that they probably push this to see uh to summer and that kind of bugs me because i'm like if you guys need more time please take it <laughs> you don't have to rush um but it's i'm still gonna love it i love i love the series i'm still gonna love it um yeah looking forward to it I, i'm i'm super hype super massive hype so. i do love the fact that they're capturing his his emotion there yeah i really love the fact that there is one shot in here that is actually original um that i don't remember ever being mentioned in the entire show in the entire novel which i think is a really cool way of portraying a lot of inner thought that he has at this point um it's a shot where you see um two characters turn into Ghislaine and edis it's a really cool portrayal of like seeing somebody and somebody else and that that obvious he's constantly thinking about how this person has left them so it, it's it's a good little way of portraying that without it being um, too straying from the source material while also hitting on something that's a crucial part of his story. So, yeah. I'm glad they didn't skip 7. And I think that a lot of people were kind of wondering if they would skip Volume 7 because it was Light Novel Original. Which, by the way, everybody, um, it, it took quite a while for me and Andrew to kind of gather what the heck was going on because he kept trying to tell me stuff and I was like, I don't remember this happening. And and finally, at some point, Andrew points out the fact that uh, that because of the fact that I did web novel, I did not get any of seven and I did not know that this was a thing. So, um, it, it, it did take me quite a while to figure out what the heck was going on when Andrew was talking about a lot of this stuff. Yes, this character is there. No, we did not get as much of that in, in the web novels. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Anyways, talked way too much about my sugar. Dude, you get me started on talking about my sugar anymore. It's like, it's over. Um, I cannot stop. I cannot shut up about that sh- that series anymore. Um, so let's move on to Bleach. <laughs> Bleach Thousand Year Blood Word is coming back. So that one is Thousand Year Blood Word: The Separation. So looking forward to that. I'm sure it'll probably still on, on um, Disney. I think they've gotten pretty much the full license of Bleach, so it'll be there again. I had a little misgiving on how the first part ended, but um, definitely is hyping me up because this right here. I'm really bugged by this. I can't stand this. I hate this so much. It's such a trope. Anyways, um, <laughs> we'll see how things go from here. Looking forward to seeing the direction it goes, but uh, there you go. I will not do videos on it because I absolutely do not like um, several members of the Bleach community that has just wanted to spoil everything for me in the comments, so I won't cover it anymore. Uh, I'm still mad about it. Hori Mia is <laughs> coming back. The missing piece are pieces. It's Hori Mia piece in Japan. It's the missing pieces in English. Apparently we need pieces and they need peace. But yeah, this is basically uh, adapting all the stuff they skipped in the Horimiya adaptation because Horimiya, the anime, was the full story, but they skipped a bunch of stuff. So this new trend in anime right now is to go back to really popular series and adapt what wasn't adapted. I don't know how disjointed that's going to feel for Horimiya. It, the trailer makes me want to go back and watch this show. Because right? I, <laughs> it was such a good show. But... Um, yeah, we'll see how that turns out. I'm I'm very I'm very mixed on this new trend. Like what quintessential quintuplets is doing it. They did they did it for ranking of kings. What was another one that did it? It's like four out right now that are doing unadapted adapting. So it's weird. So yeah, Horimiya. Check that out. Uh Masamune Kun's Revenge R is coming out. Uh the second season of Masamune Kun's Revenge. I, I feel like this was announced fifteen years ago and Apparently, it's finally coming out. I think it got delayed a couple times, so it makes sense. Um, I don't like the show, so I. But I, I might watch it, but I, I might not because I just really don't like 
the, the story in general. It's just kind of unnecessarily mean and it's obvious that it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's like, it's so obvious. It's like another one of those just talk. Like the whole story could be fixed by just talking. But it is what it is. I know a lot of people enjoy the characters. I, I enjoy quite a few characters, even though the character that I like the most, I think ended up gotten her heart broken the last part of the last season. I don't remember. It's been, it's been literally like what? Five years at least, maybe six. Seems like it's there's there's forever. best girl. Yeah, she got her heart broken. I, there it is. A reminder, Andrew. Um, why does this keep getting seasons? Uh, Rent a girlfriend's coming back, Chris. Are you excited? Uh, no, just shut it off. Just, <laughs> Chris, nobody are you wants to hear what we have to say are you about excited, it. Excited, Chris. Just make it go away. Nobody wants to hear what we have the to say. The third season. If you just keep saying it a few times, it doesn't change Look anything. Look at the physics, Chris. Look at that animation, Chris. <laughs> Look at the animation, Chris. Of course, he knows it. I will probably watch this because this Why is Why the... torture yourself? Just be done with it. It's gone. It's over. Let it go. This is the <laughs> season that everybody says... A brand says... new girlfriend. Yeah, that's what we need is more girlfriends. This is the season that everybody says is the the best story arc. But that's not saying much. And I like the fact that everybody admits that's not really saying much. It's supposed to be the best story arc, and it never gets any better than this ever again. We'll see. I don't know. I might not watch it, because I just absolutely hate the main character with a burning passion. Um, something I am excited for, though. <laughs> Let's go back to positivity. It's just like... It, I, 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 I don't even equate myself to the whole it's trash and it's so fun because it's trash. I'm like, it's not fun. That's the, my, that's my problem. It's just not fun anymore. What is fun is Bongo Stray Dog season five. Yes. Yes. When is Chris watching it? Yes, yes, yes. How the hell did I get that many seasons behind? <laughs> what do you watch? Do you watch two seasons? No, you didn't watch the second season. Did I you didn't watch the second season? I watched the first season. Because I was, I don't think I was trying to hype you up on the second season because it got more into the 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 Yuki girl, the snow, the snow. Yeah, and I was girl. planning on going back because of the Yuki girl. And, and then you get just, her backstory and in season three. At some three. point, Andrew's talking about season four, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. When did we get to season four? Now I'm, we're talking about season five. To be fair, I had Volume to watch two. <laughs> to be fair, I had to watch. No, this is the second trailer. Okay. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I had to watch the 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 end of season three, so I was behind when I went to season four. I had to get caught up, and I'm really happy I did because season four is so incredible, and every episode it gets better and better and better and better and better. It's just one of those shows that has so many characters. Every character is super interesting and super amazingly written. The action's great. The music's great. Uh, just, you have to watch it. And there's an Edis character. Did we see the Edis character yet? I, I get so excited. There she comes. Here she comes. Ready, 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 ready? Edis character. There she is. Like for a split <laughs> second, she was in there. <laughs> there's an Edis character. She shows up for like a split second in the trailer. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. Like it is such a good series. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I was super bummed when fourth season ended, but they were like, oh yeah, don't worry. Summer, we're back. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I don't have to wait, but just a one one season break and we'll come back which does technically suck because it is it it is this is going to be literally season four part two because the story of season four is just it wasn't done yet and it's obviously going to be going into the season hopefully season five i'm fine with that story in season five it, the, the, no, the I, season I'm four part two is yes. is confusing yes 
Thank you. I, I agree. Boongo Stray Dogs, thank you for doing this. But I'm just saying the story is like literally the two are together. So um, I my whole point is that that's the only that made this break kind of suck is because I'm like, I need more. The story's not over. Hopefully it concludes the story. I know you don't have to have another break because I'm thinking from my understand, I think it's supposed to be catching up to the manga. But um, I was very tempted to jump in the manga. But yeah. I do want to read through the whole manga. I do want to do that at some point because I just, I love the series so much. Anyways, moving on. Gushing, gushing, gushing. Uh, Devils of Part-Timers coming back. Um, I probably will not watch this because I did not like, um, technically, um, I don't know how, it, it's technically season two. I did not like season two and this technically season three, I don't think it's going to fix it. Especially the fact that it looks like they're turning my first baby into my next girlfriend, which is kind of unsettling at the same time. Um, because it looks like his daughter, I think, is going to be growing up and then is going to be a harem member. I don't know. The, the trailer makes me just not want to watch it even more. <laughs> it's like I was already like thinking of not watching this season and the, the trailers sort of make me go, that's kind of unsettling. So I'm going to move on. But yeah, apparently we have another harem member. But yeah, Devil's Part-Timer, two explanation points, second season. That's the whole concept there is apparently the second season was just two explanation points. And now this is the second season of two explanation points. It's dumb. Yeah, uh, I, I, I got to get back to uh, catching catching up on this show. I, this was one of the ones that got kind of lost in the shuffle uh, back when it was airing. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. And our, well, no, not technically the last. I, I thought it was the last. That's <laughs> because it was the last on my other list. Uh, the Duke of Death and His Maid Season 2. I am super beyond happy that this is coming back. And this is another one that I feel like I've been waiting way too long for it to come back. Um, but I'm happy, I'm happy it's here. But yeah, Duke of Death is Maid Second Season. Really love the first season. Um, it was yeah. getting kind of heavy uh, yeah. towards the end, so yeah, it'll it'll be exciting to get back into this so that we can find out where where it was going. Yeah, yeah. excited, excited, excited. Uh, Spy Classrooms coming back, uh, season two. I I never finished the first season because I got kind of bored. So, uh, but that's coming back. Uh, Sugar Apple Fairy Tale is coming back. So, yay! I'll get to watch the main girl get. Um, mistreated by everybody in the world again while loving the main character's chemistries. Um, that's a thing. Malevolent Spirits Monogatari. Did you ever get... You didn't get caught up on that series, did you? No. Um, I kind of want to recommend it, but at the same time, I'll... I think I'll see in the second season if it's really going to be something that I would sell on to somebody on it because it, it, it had a good start. Um, it's just one of those series that at some point it's like, okay, yeah, this is shonen. Like it just starts to feel shonen. Like here's the training arc. I sort of got frustrated because they they play on the idea of the main character looking like he's upset about a situation, and then he leaves and everybody thinks he's upset, and then he ends up showing up later and going, oh no, I'm not upset. I'm just training, which is kind of annoying after like the third time of doing it. It does look like based on the trailer they're going to jump right into the big major major villain from the very beginning. So that's kind of a surprise. We'll see how that turns out, but. It's a pretty solid series so far. Um, Malevolent Spirits. No, 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 Godry. Core 2. Here's a question mark one. Amaim is coming back. Kyokai Sinki. The synopsis says the new Kyokai Sinki project from Masami Obari. So it looks like it's going to be a new project. I haven't been able to find a trailer on it, but I 
didn't finish Amime, but it was a pretty solid mecha starting out. I just didn't really like some of the characters. So I'm kind of curious if this could possibly be just a better a better take on the story or something like that. Yeah, they still don't have a trailer for this. So there's like no information on this thing. Of course, Amime got delays, so hopefully this one doesn't get delayed too. <laughs> um, Sunrise Beyond is working on it, so it's technically like the Gundam grew um, their second studio, so... I might check that out if we can find out where it's actually going to air and if it actually exists. But that's apparently something coming out. Um, Masas uh, Masasumi Obari, Gundam Build Metaverse. That's basically all they've really directed. Oh, Gundam Breaker Battle Log. He's done a couple of things, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And Baki's coming back for season two. So if anybody's keeping up on that, it's all be on, that'll be on Netflix. Of course, uh, Record of Ragnarok Season 2 Part 2 is going to come out <laughs> sometime in summer. So I need to get caught up on that one. I did not watch Season 2 Part 1 yet, um, but I will eventually. Bastard Heavy Metal, Dark Fantasy, Hell's Requiem arc is coming out. So that one I don't think I'll ever get caught up on, but it was okay. Bang Dream, it's my go. So fans of Bang Dream, that's still going with my go. So more, uh, I guess, another group of girls. I'm thinking. I, I've been, I have, I've literally left Bang Dream back in season one. I have not kept up on it. So, uh, it's just when I went to the CGI, I'm like, eh, it's just, it lost its charm. Seven Deadly Sins: Grudge of Eidenberg Part Two. So I'm thinking that's the CGI Seven Deadly Sins sequel stuff, which I completely don't care. Card Fight Vanguard will dress. I'm sorry. Cardfight Vanguard will plus dress season three. Their naming scheme, I swear. That's coming back. Shadow Flame, Shadow Verse Flame Seven Shadows Hen is coming out. So that too, great. And that's it. There's no shorts. That's the surprising things. No shorts this season, which I don't think we had any last season too, did we? I don't remember. Any. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we had any last season. Oh no, we still had. We had. Um, that Roboco was still airing, so that's technically was a was a short. In, in spring, but yeah, it almost feels like we're done with shorts. Like we're just moving away from the shorts world. There's a couple of chibi things, that about it. Um, the blue orchestra chibis, I guess, had a show. But yeah, it almost feels like sh they're kicking shorts out of anime now. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't make enough money. Maybe like just don't bother with it. I know that technically, um, the Johanna Love Live show apparently is going to have a crossover chibi with reincarnated as a slime oh that makes sense <laughs> now weird what makes sense you were talking about it on one of your oh videos. i got you i got you okay um of course leftovers the shows that will continue on into the from the spring season to the summer season is uh mixed mesa story second season that's going to be going for 24 episodes blue orchestra is going to be going for 24 episodes i need to get caught up on that my and sacrificial princess is going to continue. Yay! Yeah, sacrificial princess is going for twenty-four episodes. So, good stuff. Good stuff. And as for movies, ONAs and OVAs, I know that Sandland's supposed to be coming out. So that's from the creator of Dragon Ball. It's that new series. That movie's going to be coming out. Of course, Hayao Miyazaki's How Do You Live is going to be coming out in about a month. And um. Uh, I'm blanking on her name right now, and I feel really bad right now. Mappa and... I gotta think of her name before I see it on the screen. No, Mario Kata 
is their movie is going to be coming out. Alice to Teris no Maboroshi Kojo is going to be coming out. So super excited for that one. It looks pretty darn incredible. So yeah, crazy summer is going to be absolutely crazy. So God, it feels like we heard about Alice to Therese like a long time ago. <laughs> it's finally coming out. Uh, yeah. Cool, cool season, Chris. Are you excited? Do I need to turn off the trailer? Are you getting stuck in the trailer? Yes, I'm getting stuck. Tur- turn in the off trailer. Mario Kata's trailer. No, <laughs> it's it was pretty I much. I miss it. my Mario Kata. That was pretty much it. Did you, you didn't watch? Um, no, that was that Mario Kata. The um, God dang, what was it? The, I'm I'm losing. I'm I'm blanking completely on Mario Kata right now. Um, not Machia. There was something that was after that. But yeah, um. Yeah, Whisker Away. I didn't. They forgot that she did the script work on that. I was thinking of O Maidens. Would you watch that? Yeah, I watched O Maidens. Did you watch Dragon Pilot? Yeah. Yeah. And Those Machia. were about the last ones that I've watched. I think we've pretty much watched everything Mario Kata except for the recent stuff. I didn't watch Your Blue Sky. I don't think. Mm-mm. I haven't watched that. I have it on my to watch the Kimi Dake, whatever that is. I don't remember watching that. What's the English title on that? I want to be popular just for you. Anyways, super exciting season. I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you feeling right now? Are you? Because this is a, a very, uh, I want to say subtle season, like not super huge. Um, obviously, only forty new shows, three shows continuing, so it's a nice departure from get fifty to, play to sixty. Some Zelda. <laughs> Nice departure from 50 to 60 shows, but it is, it feels like a very returner heavy show, uh, season, honestly. When I made my top 10 most excited list for my YouTube video, I was like, wow, I, I'm not really fighting. <laughs> like, like I just literally threw it together and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like it, it, there wasn't not too many new shows coming out. That's like super exciting for me. Um, I think Zom 100, my, uh, my happy marriage, uh, girl who forgot her glasses, obviously, like Fate Strange Fake if it ever comes out, and Cecilia if it ever comes out. But like, there's a lot of shows that are just kind of like, I just don't know, like Shrug. So, I mean, it's going to be a, I almost feel like it's going to be a very quiet season, which is probably a good thing. Might be able to keep, I mean, I'm, for me personally, I'm going into volume, a very big volume that everybody says in Mushoko Tensei, Java's Reincarnation for my Mushoko Mondays. So, it's probably a good thing. Then I'm going to have a hopefully chill season next season because I'm going to be super busy with that whole project. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just not it. Like I said, besides the returners, I don't want to say a weak season, but also not like a whole bunch of things that are making me super excited. I don't know if you agree. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I was saying is that it's, it'll, it'll be nice to actually do a couple of things that I've been really, really wanting to do. Um, might even be able to catch up on some of these shows that I've been saying that I'm going to catch up on for forever. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, it does seem like, like what, what's I mean, what we were talking about earlier <laughs> that you got in trouble for. Yeah. Goddess of dormitory. Oh, goddess like, dormitory. You don't have to watch that stupid show. Don't watch that stupid show. Well, There's technically so much it was, stuff to watch. It was a, it was a show that I knew that I should like because the writer is one that I have liked what he has written. Um, so it, it seems naturally logical that I would probably like hit that show. 
um, and it's a harem. So it's natural for the people who know my taste. Why we would be discussing it on a spoiler uh, podcast is beyond me, but it is what it is. Uh, the other one that they got on to us about was Kamikatsu, which, yes, technically that would be a spoiler discussion, but it, yeah, you, you are all you, you guys probably know that we loved it. So it is what it is. Um, as Goddess, far as wait, wait, people are mad that we didn't talk about Goddess Dormitory in the spoiler chat. Yeah. And this in the spoiler episode, Goddess Dormitory was like five years ago. You're talking no, no, about, the, you're talking the about this cafe Terrence, Terrence, Terrence. There's yeah. literally nothing to talk about that show. That's so, that's stupid. what I'm saying. Why would we talk about it in the spoiler show? I, I what don't, what is there to talk about? <laughs> There's that's what, that's nothing. what I'm like. Okay. So do I, something so must have happened. That, that was spoiler. <laughs> there was that episode where the hot girl, her mom showed up, Chris, well, her mom I, showed the up. The only thing I figured was and that they were going to randomly, randomly turn into actual goddesses is the only thing I could figure. I mean, no. what, then maybe that it would be something more spoiler discussion wise. No, um, there's, there's, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy you're enjoying Goddess Tor- Cafe Terrence, whatever, but there's nothing to talk about there. Um, as far as shows that I'm hyped on, um, probably for sure, like Andrew had mentioned, the, um, the, the, that literally Zombie happens apocalypse. in every spoiler chat, by the way. Somebody gets mad because their favorite show wasn't talked about. <laughs> We're not talking about it. We're not going to um, talk about it. There's nothing to talk about. Short Senpai. You're probably, probably loving that. Um, the Johan show, for sure. Um, what else was there? I don't know. There's like, well, what, 38 more. Do you mean Do you mean you need to increase the size? Are you blind? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably blind or yeah, probably increase the size? Probably increase the size. Both. Yes. <laughs> Just say yes. 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 <laughs> I, I'm probably going to throw uh, Ronan K- Kenshin on there, too, because um, I, I like I said, I really, really love that 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 particular arc. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if they're going to blend the two, because it does look like there's stuff in that. There's obviously characters in that um, in that trailer that are for the the peaceful arc. It, let's call it the peaceful arc and the, the dreaded arc, I guess is the way to put it. But it looks like there's a lot of showing of his killing in the previous well, arc. Does, so I'm thinking they're going to bounce back and forth. But he does do a lot of flashbacks. Flashbacks so. is what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I made a whole video on my, my top picks. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force people to have to go watch that if you want to know what I'm most excited for. But obviously for the returners, it's like Mushoku Tensei, Bleach, and um, Duke of Death, Bungo. Those are definitely well, super, that, super hypes for me. But like I'll, for a couple that I really enjoy that I'm going to be looking forward to is Zom 100, obviously. Um, my my happy marriage, I think I'm really super excited for. Chisai, just for the haters. I'm, I'm sort of mixed on Dark Gathering and some other shows. But yeah, it's, it's, it's looking like a solid season. But like I said, nothing's like super jumping out. Like, holy crap, I cannot wait for this to come out. And I think that's something that we've had for like... Even with winter, and winter for a lot of people was a was a soft season, but like I was super excited for things like Onimai, and um, uh, what was the other show, uh, Magi Revo, and stuff like that. So I had stuff that I was excited for that season. So I, I but I will agree with a lot of people that it wasn't as as huge. Spring was huge. Like when spring was coming up, there was I had trouble making a list because I knew Heaven and Delusion and Oshinoko were gonna be super good. I was even hyped for. Uh, Konosuba, Explosion, and a bunch of other shows. So it's going to be a huge departure going from what I think is a very strong spring season to summer season. Uh, I No doubt. 
it's it's kind of it's kind of boggling because does isn't summer usually a strong part of the year or is it typically spring and fall? I think it's spring, like and it's fall. spring and fall. Yeah, we'll see though. Um, but yeah, for those that don't know, um, definitely stay tuned. We will be doing first impressions on all the shows. Um, if you're not already, go to youtube.com slash Otaku Spirit. I'll be doing first impression videos for every single show, as well as doing episode by episode impressions for at least Mushoko Tensei, Javascript Incarnation. I'll probably do some for other shows, depending on if I have things to talk about for them. So we'll see from there. But yeah, if if you're not already subscribed to our, our podcast on all the platforms, do that as well. We'll be definitely doing a podcast on those we'll probably split it up into we might actually be able to do a two-parter that's crazy too <laughs> for the last for the last few seasons we've been having to do like three parters for their first impressions because typically first impressions are much longer because we're speculating a lot and talking about our thoughts on the first episodes and everything so um we'll see we'll see though but yeah um anything else well i talk i talk spirit.com that's where all of our links are at social media links discord uh, ways to support us through patreon tips links and all that kind of stuff there uh, if you're member, if you're on the YouTube channel, you can become a member of the channel itself. We definitely appreciate everybody that supports. Uh, Star K just became a Patreon member, so thank you, Star K, for becoming a Patreon member for the Otaku Spirit anime cast and Otaku Spirit. So, anything else? Super exciting. Right, how are you doing on wrapping up the season? I mean, are you are you getting pretty scared that we're coming up close, like three more weeks? No, I'm actually are you doing fairly good? caught up, or I'm I'm pretty much caught up. I am trying to squeeze in some of these extra shows to be God able to. Chris has time for anime again. I know. It's like it's, I, it's like insane. Like, like I said, <laughs> like there was a part of me that was like, it kind of sucks that I'm sitting here talking about shows and Chris can't talk with me about them. But then the, 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 the deeper depression was in the idea of like, I feel bad because Chris, I know, wants to watch all these shows and I'm sitting here talking about how I'm enjoying them or whatever. And I just, all I can do is joke about how can't believe you missed that one, Chris. But yet you watched chilling in my 30s good job stupid watch- fun shows what wish- can i say <laughs> but you're gonna watch the stupid pastry show too was his name pastry pastry <laughs> i shall name him pastry duke pastry no he's no that was the other show i'm like was it the one who was supposed to be a prince is he prince pastry no it was a different show anyways um yeah thank you guys for watching hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode and uh i guess we haven't talked we haven't done this in a long time but whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on please give us a, a star up do a five star if you're not doing five star don't worry about it um we haven't we haven't really asked about that stuff in a long time um especially for spotify because we just moved everything to spotify so hopefully the quality i've actually bumped back up the quality because i took the quality down because people were having issues with the downloads i bumped the quality back up so hopefully the sound's better um, because it's not on my server no more. So Spotify can deal with it now. <laughs> but um, if you're on Spotify, Spotify specifically, make sure to go over there and click it. If you have a Spotify account, you don't even listen to us on Spotify, still go over there and, and show us some love on the channel with some likes and stuff like that. So um, just to show Spotify that we're cool. Are um, we cool? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm still trying to figure out the whole like ad reads thing. I'm like, you guys sent me an email about ad reads and I haven't seen any sort of script or anything. So it's like... Oh, I do. And they're like, oh, we're still figuring it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, technically you guys did the whole merger thing like a month ago. So <laughs> I guess they're still working that stuff out. Um, but anyways. Uh, I'm kind of awesome. Sort I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a thing. And I, I told I told, <laughs> I told, told somebody that one time at my past work, I'm like, I'm kind of a big thing. So what I'm kind of a thing. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> What's a podcaster? <laughs> Boomer. Such... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
such a boomer. You don't know what a podcaster is. Go to sleep, grandpa. And I walked away and they're like, what the hell is wrong with him? And then I turned around and said, don't talk back to me. Anyways, that was a stupid way to end that joke. I was doing good for a while there and then I ended up with a really crappy joke at the end. But anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed and y'all take care. Oh,